0: <laughs> so you know that so I know this is crazy. So you know how that old saying goes, fool me once, you're a very convincing drag queen. Fool me twice, I'm probably attracted to transsexuals. I knew
1: it <laughs> all along. <laughs>
0: when
2: I listened to old episodes, we talked about some transsexual porn.
0: Sure. Did you ever stumble? How did you ever stumble across that?
2: Because it was from they talked about it on those on those other podcasts. Oh, the Devil Advocates and and the Bedouins. Mm -hmm. Remember back when we had a network,
0: when we had friends (laughs) podcasting friends. There was an
2: interesting period of time. None of those podcasts have released an episode in quite some time. Most of them are dead now, except for our friend Rick. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that episode was about.
0: Do you don't need to listen to that one? If you, if you want to listen to two curmudgeons get angry at traffic.
2: <laughs> hey, there was a very interesting historical uh you know trip through Toronto I think it was or wherever. But hey, congrats. Sure. <laughs> congrats to Rick. He finally got out of the city he hates. He
0: can't call him Torontosaurus anymore. No, Nova Scotia Rick. No Nova, s- Nova Scot- no Nova Nova No Nova I, I got nothing. Nova script. Nova script, Rick. Rick1L Scotia. There you go.
2: <laughs> it doesn't work in any language.
0: No, apparently but apparently he's, he's living in the woods now.
2: Finally. he yeah. to, He's posting about meeting badgers yeah. and getting bit by mosquitoes. I mean, he looks like a Sasquatch already. I know. So. <laughs> I don't know how he. he, he, he We're he, busting his chops. He tried to afford to live in Toronto but couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much cheaper it is to live in the backwoods of Nova Scotia.
0: Well, I mean, I assume nothing, because I assume he just found a cabin in the woods of Nova Scotia I think he built and just it. killed a man? <laughs> There's, that's possible. That's yeah.
2: possible. Now, as for making money, hmm. what do you think he has to do now?
0: Well, he killed a man. He can, just, just... He can, just, sus- he can just sustain his life essence oh. for, the, for the foreseeable future. I don't think
2: you have access to their bank accounts when you kill them, do you? Well, you just, that... you just
0: eat their flesh.
2: If you eat their flesh, yeah. then their memories go into mm-hmm. your mind. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. So you can it, do his job. So yeah. it, all he has to do is just kill multiple people, mm-hmm. and he'll never die, and mm-hmm. he'll be very, very wealthy. This
0: this, this will go well, I'm sure. <laughs> A man with many weapons and guitar pedals <laughs> in the middle of, in the, middle, middle of the woods. <laughs> I'm
2: looking forward to what the next incarnation of <laughs> Shit Rick Says uh, Season 3
0: <laughs> has to offer. The, the Prince Albert Killer is still on the loose, everyone. If you have any information... Because there was like
2: the, the years with Adam, that was season one. Yeah. And then the years with and without Cody. Yeah. That's what we call the, the, the muddled years. The
0: various co- co-hosts. So this is
2: going to be like season three, mm-hmm. the Nova Scotia years. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I can't wait for the hour and a half episode of when he was, <laughs> with him explaining him climbing a tree for a beehive, <laughs> but the bees kept stinging him. Mm. So he's been concocting these master plans to try to get that sweet, sweet honey. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and for some reason, he's only wearing a shirt and no pants? Correct. Okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, why wear pants at that point? He's going to save so much money on pants. That's true. It's going to be so cold, though. Mm-hmm. I worry about Rick. In a way, I envy him being, you know... The middle out of nowhere. The middle of nowhere. He just
2: left his entire world behind. Yeah. And he just took his weapons and his guitar pedals <laughs> and headed into the woods.
0: His axes... <laughs> And also his
2: guitars. (laughs) But anyway, transsexual porn. Um, (laughs) No, uh, we we discussed it briefly on episodes past, because that was all that I could stomach it for. Okay. Literally, I I told you, I watched it for about 17 seconds, so I was like, nope. (laughs) Are we talking
0: MTW or WTM? I'm just talking about a person with giant breasts. PTP. Okay. Person People. to human transitions, okay. Transitions. <laughs>
2: Having sex with an, another unattractive woman. Sure. I'm like, well who
0: can enjoy this? Somebody Not me. somebody is coming to it, man. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I've never looked did at you just porn. Need to, I haven't looked at porn since. I'm just you saying. You just need to like me. scratch that itch and just make, you just we needed to make sure, okay. It's yes. possible that this is for me. It's possible. it's possible that this will turn me on, like unlike anything I've as, ever seen before. As you
2: keep pushing the boundaries of what you want to watch. Yeah, and you need more and more exciting things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess you, that's where I draw the line.
0: So you watched it, and you were like, "Nope, stepmom porn. It is for me."
2: No, <laughs> I can't watch stepmom
0: porn. It's, it's weird. You're 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 bigger than your dad.
2: Or... Big as you're Laura. as big as I, your dad. I don't get it. Like, and the women are so weirdly like mothery, and it's like, no, who? who it's like yeah. every time I open my 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 porn thing, it's like, it's just like stepmom porn down the road. <laughs>
0: like, you you got caught in the algorithm, man. I, that's
2: what I'm saying. Even you got to
0: burn I'm, your computer, I'm get incognito. a new one. <laughs> I'm just like,
2: I've never even watched it, but mm-hmm. like once.
0: Well, if you're incognito, I imagine that the algorithm. Of whatever is popular on mm-hmm. whether, on that site is just hit you.
2: Yes. Yeah. So that that's fine. That's fine. Because it's always like like stepmom, 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 anal prolapse, <laughs> big black and beautiful,
0: and I'm just like you no. know sometimes <laughs> we just want to watch a handsome man, beautiful young woman, right. just make passionate love. Yes. And then with a little. <laughs> at the end, you know? Right.
2: And you can't find that. No. And then you find ones that are all like nicely shot. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to watch this either. I
0: know. It's like, (laughs) it's like I'm watching game of Thrones. It's like such great production on here.
2: Put too much effort into what I'm doing here. (laughs) It's almost like adversity. It's,
0: it's, it's embarrassing. (laughs) My, my pants are just around my ankles. I'm like, darting my eyes between the computer screen and the door, hoping no one's going to walk in right. and see me in my shame. Right. You know? Or
2: for me, it's watching my, my, my one-year-old pop her head up from her crib. There you go. Hi, Dad. <laughs> what <laughs> you <laughs> doing, <laughs> Dad? I heard some noises
0: on your phone there. What are
1: you doing, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> She's going to move out eventually. <laughs> Why you Keith <naked? laughs> I don't
0: know what you're talking about. Yeah, a song I heard sometime. <laughs> anyway, how have you so, been, man? Anyway. I, how, it's been how a
2: couple been? weeks. I've seen you. Um, well, my children are both a year older now. Yeah, it's been that long. Your since daughter has we officially
0: turned a year. Yes, that you was, did it.
2: I made it through that first year, and only only one more mouth surgery to go mm-hmm. <laughs> before they start working on her nose mm-hmm. and other areas. And oh god, it just never ends. Sure, she's looking she's, very cute, though. She's adorbs. Yeah, we did little 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 one year old girl pictures. Oh, there's that's this adorable. There's this park out in Murrieta that apparently everybody goes to, to take pictures in and have like rustic views behind them. Oh, you so, basic <laughs> bitches. That's what I was saying. <laughs> like we got there and I'm like, this is a really shitty park. Yeah. And there's like holes in the ground and weeds everywhere. And then there's like these trees and like, okay, well there's trees there. I had no idea. I'd never been there before. Mm-hmm. And then like when our photographer got there, she was like, yeah, you, if you come here during like graduation season or. Or Christmas, you can't take pictures because there's always somebody in the background. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's weird. And literally, like, five minutes later, this, like, group of teenage girls were in the woods taking pictures. For their graduation. By And some guy in black with the camera was following them. And I'm like,
0: hmm. this doesn't end well. This is the plot of a movie I yeah, saw online.
2: Usually it doesn't end well. Sometimes it ends well. Yeah. But usually... For the guy. For yes. the guy. Usually <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. And yeah, I just that was the whole thing I was thinking was this is the most basic thing <laughs> I could ever imagine. It's okay. Did you
0: see the pictures yet? Uh, just is the, she still working on them? Just,
2: the, you know, she showed us on her camera yeah. what they look like. So okay. she like glosses them up
0: and beautifies them. My wife-to-be and I did a photo shoot last Sunday. Tell me about it. Oh, it was did amazing, a man, in man! Black follow you into the woods? No, that was me. Oh, <laughs> that was literally just me. No, <laughs> no, we got all dressed up, and she was dressed as fairy-like as she could, and she had this beautiful, flowing blue dress. Ooh. And then we got into the uh, like halfway through, we got into the creek and took some pictures in there, and we and we and we cuddled in the creek, very romantic-like. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Mm, I can't wait to see those which, pictures. Which glasses did you wear? Um, Your Malcolm X glasses, the, Al- or Malcolm these glasses? Okay. Malcolm
1: X glasses, yes.
2: <laughs> well, Malcolm X, <laughs> he
0: got married once. <laughs> one one time, yeah, to a fairy, to a fairy queen, yeah. So
2: when will the podcast nation see these pictures?
0: Oh, f- nobody needs point to see my they're... daughter's pictures. They're, no, I'm
2: sure they're hideous. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, well the, our photographer is is working on them right now, and then okay. we're gonna probably choose like the three that we're gonna put on our save the date, uh, save the date digital card e-card okay do you well, want I'm to come to David. my wedding
2: um do i have to if you don't want to you don't I mean, have I to i might understand. be busy that month yeah in 2020 yeah yeah i mean you only gave me like a year and a half heads up yeah i know I'm pretty sure i'm busy that kind way. of short notice but i mean <laughs> if you can make it that'd be great also how about
0: how about i send you the vite? you just let me know later after you decided i might be podcasting that day oh I'm
1: damn it sure.
0: all right well so we'll I'll let you know well if any anybody Four seats just opened up at our <laughs> weddings, if you guys want to come.
2: <laughs> Three normal size and one
0: baby. <laughs> one baby size seat. One two-year-old <laughs> size seat.
2: But I guess, should we go back in time? Back to when Mike was, was married?
0: Sure. Still married in
2: 2012. <clears throat> I know. You're going to be married in 2020. 2020. And in 2012. That's right, baby. For the first
0: time in history. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know, if, you're, if, you, if this is your first time checking in in a while, Ab and I, Adam and I are going to be uh, doing a decade in review. Right. Our last three, two episodes have been uh, you know, based on 20, 2010, 2011. Right now we're going on 2012. 2012. Uh, not only are we going to talk about uh, things that happened in the music scene, but also things that happened in our lives, because it was a very eventful uh, decade it for was both a, of us.
2: And this was the first of many eventful years for me.
1: For Adam, yes. I like,
0: looked back i like, oh, 2012,
2: that, that was fine, whatever. Like, yeah, we found out that, that my wife was pregnant, but then I was like, oh. As I started writing it, I was like, oh, there was more. Oh, oh well, I'm oh.
0: excited to hear that. Oh, I'm sure I was around man. for most of it, but, uh, you know. Refresh my memory, but let's let's get yes. the softballs out of the way. The softballs, yes. We went to Warp Tour for the first well together for the <clears> first time in 2012. The thing I forgot to write about in my write up. Yeah, so let's <laughs> just talk about it right now. <laughs> Might as well. How did you enjoy your first Warp Tour? I remember after much much hype.
2: I, I don't remember how I finally agreed to it because I had I must have have been spending the last year. Or so absorbing all these bands and being yes. like, hey, warp Tour seems like a thing I would enjoy. Adam,
0: do you like bands? Bless the Fall. Do you like Sensi's Fail? Sensi's Fail. The do you used? like Taken beak Cindy And The Used. Do you like Sleeping With Sirens? They weren't there yet here. Was that the next year? Yes. Okay. We're not there yet. Okay. But P the V was you there. You like P the V? Which I'd never heard few of. Mexicans from San Diego? No. I I that was the year we went with your wife. Yes, and Joseph, the four of us. That that was that that year, or was that 2013?
2: Well, 2012 was the year that that Joseph got all of his things stolen.
0: Yeah, he got his car key stolen, his mm-hmm. iPhone stolen, maybe, and some no, other so he, stuff. I think
2: he maybe he met us out <laughs> there. That's what it was. What's that? Maybe he met us out there.
0: Initially, I think we rode with him because we were he was our ride. It's
2: very possible.
0: Excuse me. I
2: yeah. That, that was at the end of the day when we somehow figured out how to get home. <laughs> uh, his mom
0: had a spare key so we had to wait for his mom to come oh, drive his friend's get a spare goodness. key back. Yeah. So, I don't remember oh and his and his license was or his, his, his respiratory uh, medical therapist. respiratory therapy license was stolen as well. <laughs> Somewhere out there somebody got a job as Joseph.
2: <laughs> right. My name is Joe.
0: Um I don't remember like
2: who we saw first. I remember seeing Pierce the Veil at three o'clock. Right, we, I, I remember, remember it was a busy day.
0: Before. There wasn't that much downtime that we had. We just kind of went from one stage to the next. We I saw re- P the V. I remember sitting underneath a, a tent for a little bit. Yeah, with a lot of people. So we got there kind of early. Yes, and most, most of the stuff no that bands. we wanted, s- most of the stuff we wanted to see was later in the day.
2: So I know Joseph wanted to see Pierce the Veil and yeah. I had never heard of them before mm-hmm. and then this this little uh, Mexican guy came out and the crowd went wild mm-hmm. and they played a song called King for a Day yep um and and yeah I had no idea that was Mr. K Quinn himself
1: Mr. K Quinn
2: he showed up and did the set and that he was where he did we- it where the Mexican guys came out and said we're a bunch of Mexicans from San Diego and the yeah. crowd was like yeah they had an amazing stage too
0: I remember they had like a big giant backdrop that like expanded that graffiti, <laughs> graffiti on it yeah excuse <coughs> me <laughs> I have had a sore throat since Wednesday we're recording this on Saturday
2: um and, and- yeah, that was an interesting set. I was like, okay, I think I might lack like some of this Pierce Pierce mm-hmm. Pierce available. You don't want none of this drug. <laughs> and to see all the fifteen-year-olds like just gaga over it, yeah, and they were just like swooning with the music. And I was just like, there's something I'm missing here. I bet I'm gonna love this band. I need to. Vic Fuentes is 32. He is now 35. <laughs> He's a 35-year-old man. <laughs> that year, he was only 29. Yeah, so that was pretty good. Mikey Fuentes. He's only school.
0: half their, he's only twice their age.
2: Mikey Fuentes' girlfriend was still in middle school mm-hmm. at the time, I think. By the way, <laughs> if you guys
0: ever feel bad that you never got a high school girlfriend, it's okay because Mikey Fuentes finally got one at 29 years old. <laughs> <laughs> right. So in yeah, 2012, she was still in middle school. Yeah, I mean, exactly. He was, he was just starting to talk to
2: her. Yep. Probably met her at that show. Yeah, there's
0: grass on the field, play ball.
2: And then later in the day, we watched Census Fail. Mm-hmm. To a very smaller crowd. Yes. Like five it's a very five strange
0: set, too, because Buddy was still drinking and doing drugs at that point in his career. He, he came out in booty shorts. Yes, very Henry Rollins-esque. Very naked in booty shorts. Yes. I believe he was feuding with somebody, but I didn't know who it was <laughs> until Probably. after the show. Oh. He said, I dedicate this next song to you motherfuckers out there who... Bringing it, holding us down, or whatever. And there was the song War Paint that has nothing to do with that subject matter. (laughs) And I remember there
2: was something about gay and lesbian people. Sure. And um, the guy next to me turned to his friend and said, What do I care? I'm straight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We did it, everyone.
2: We solved gay
1: rights. (laughs) I'm
2: pretty sure he said something like, I don't care if you like men, women, transsexuals, bisexuals, Freud sexuals, (laughs) and no (laughs) sexuals. We we accept you, and that was when the guy said, "What do I care? I'm straight." <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't say anything about straight people.
2: And then the U's were playing around the same time, and we went over and heard. we went in
0: there and saw half a song, half a song.
2: It was the biggest set, yeah, the biggest crowd. I mean, right. And I think that was the year when we walked back from the U's. We heard "Taking Back Sunday" in the mm-hmm. distance, and then I think we left. And our, what our,
0: show? It was Blessed the Fall" that Joe got his stuff stolen. That's right. Yeah, I, that
2: was more at. <coughs> Two o'clock. At, right, at so. that
0: point, they were they were not main stage type band yet. They were right. at the, like, Monster Energy Drink band yes. stage or whatever. And that was pretty fun because that mosh <coughs> was intense because
2: when you're crammed up with people mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden nobody is near you because <laughs> you're just by yourself surrounded by people – it's one of the most frightening feelings in your entire life. It is, isn't it? And so all I did was just run towards like a person.
0: Yeah, I, I need to get
2: out of here because I'm going to die.
0: <laughs> I don't want to die during Hey Baby. Oh, man.
2: And so that was a pretty fun set, except for Hey Baby. And I think Bo. I remember he was wearing a red shirt that mm-hmm. eventually got ripped off of his skin. Oh sure. And I mean went. that's just
0: that's just a day in the life of Bo Boken. It really was. It's just Tuesday for Bo. And then
2: I remember when we left. <laughs> Like, Warped Tour kind of wrapped up around 6 or 7, I remember that. Right. And like I It don't, didn't go until 9 o'clock like it does now.
0: But I think we also left early because none of the closing bands were bands that we were interested in. I remember in. hearing of Mice and Men
2: as we were walking out and Mike That's right. not yeah. saying nice things about them on mm-hmm. the walkout. So I was just like, well, they're probably a band I don't need to pay much attention to. Right. And I was right. All night. <laughs> <laughs> now I get that reference. <laughs> so that was Warp Tour 2012, and yeah, like I was just like, well, overall, was did you enjoy your it first experience at Warp Tour? Pretty goddamn hot. <coughs> I
0: just remember being hot. You've been to so three Warp Tours, right? That was the first 2012, of th- 2013, and I think 2015 15. you went. I think 2015. That yeah. was kind of a more important. That was Warped the
2: tour. Bring Me the Horizon one. That was 2013. Sandpit Turtle. Oh yeah.
0: 2015
2: was a very important Warp Tour. We'll oh, talk yeah. about <laughs> in 2015. Hot. You're right. You know what's hilarious is, to listen, it up. is to listen to us <laughs> listing up all the warp Tour bands in 2015 before we got press? Yeah. And like, there's so many bands on there that we know now mm-hmm. that we didn't know at the time. Oh, really? Like like you say, the first one you say is Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties. Oh, look at this douchebag. He's just leaning up against a wall. <laughs> he's that so, so edgy. edgy. That was soupy.
0: <laughs>
1: and when you get to
2: Onward, Etc., you're like, Onward, Etc. I think he's like a folk pop punk kind of guy yeah he looks like he wants to fight me and then we just move on (laughs) that's amazing i gotta check out that episode um so yeah 2012 in and and then we went home after joe's mom finally got off work and drove out to pomona and gave us a spare key to his car yep and we went back to joe's mom's trailer park home yep and stayed there for a while i don't know why i don't know why either didn't we get food somewhere in the middle i think we got food (laughs) and then eventually we went home yeah I had no responsibilities at the time. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Amazing. It's it's 8.30. I might as well go home now. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a long day. I guess I'm tired. Don didn't even mind that I was just, like, hanging out. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, God. whole whole different
0: world. (laughs) It'll be Uh, 2032 by the time you can do that again. (laughs) Then I'll go to (laughs) World tour again. Um, So, yeah. What what else happened in 2012 for Mike? Speaking of stuff, speaking of... Going back and listening to episodes of our show, oh. oh my god, we started this show in 2012. What did we? Yeah,
2: what did we not start in 2012? We real question. started it. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my goodness, excuse me. <clears throat> hey, you, you stop it, doggo. So I can Sit. read. I can read my two lay. paragraphs about this. Hey, lay. I can read my two paragraphs about this. Go for it, man. Now, if we yeah. want to, okay. So. Of course, this was the year where the idea for the podcast came up. Um, since my wife and I had listened to so
0: many while we were on our road trip. Carlos. It, you're up. Man, you are whiny, whiny, doggo. Please pause for doggo exit. Okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> <coughs> what Why, let me have <clears> to. <throat> Uh-oh. Um, let's see. The dog made the baby cry. <laughs> so Mike and I talked about starting it in June at the Thrice show, um, and it really seems like one to two weeks later we were actually doing it. Yeah, like we, we had we all
0: sat the- down and recorded episode one because we had all the equipment. We had like the recording mics because we were recording like our band's music at that time, right? Or and before that time, so re- recording software and. Ability to post things on YouTube.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, that's <laughs> like, that's where the show originally got the posting because we didn't have an RSS feed at that time. So it was like, if we get this on YouTube, immediate stardom. Mass. Mass, mass stardom. hysteria. My dreams of
2: stardom were still part of this drive <laughs> and feeling that getting something onto YouTube would help garner some sort of audience for mm. us. Finally, an audience for us. <laughs> I still hate listening to those early episodes. They are not good. <laughs> they are not
0: good. Are we any better now? Who, who really? Knows? I'd say that we are. I think cause listening to those past episodes, I'd say that we were definitely trying too hard. Try to get—we to, were trying to lean into the laughs a little too much instead mm-hmm. of just being ourselves. Maybe I think maybe. we're more. I, we do kind of play characters even to, to this day. A little but bit. But I think we're more our authentic selves today than we were in the first. Uh, beginnings of the episode to hope so because we were also like grasping at straws like we didn't really know what this show was right we were just kind of like getting stuff that was interesting to talk about stuff in the news and then stuff that was happening in our lives yes batman the the great dark knight the great robert pattinson kirsten stewart (laughs) saga (laughs) yes of 2012 fred willard being caught in the
2: in the apparently fred willard theater yeah caught jerking Um, it that was that was about it Somebody in Walmart leaving their child at Walmart. Oh, yeah. Um, If you come across those episodes, we we recommend don't listen to them. They have the most views. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) They have hundreds and hundreds of views, but nobody knows why. Um, So I still hate listening to those early episodes, thinking about how much effort (laughs) I felt we we were putting into such little response. (laughs) But it was still a chance to try to do
0: something creative. Yes. And spend time with my best friend. Exactly. Yeah. That was kind of the whole point of of doing it because we weren't doing band practice anymore, and we had nothing going on because right. we, we had no children. We both had zero children <laughs> between the
2: two of us. Yes, your child was like already an adult by that point. Uh, she was four at that time. <laughs> she yeah. was four. She was four. Five. Fully foot grown. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> five foot eight. <laughs> she was already like graduating high school. You know, my daughter's five know. foot eight now. Wow. I'm five yeah. ten. You're five ten. eleven. Six dish. Yeah so the day we first started talking about the podcast was the night we went to see thrice in Anaheim mm-hmm. it was my first show since being since seeing rise against at that other loser and those other loser bands <laughs> back in 2008 like like the gaslight anthem <laughs> <laughs> who there's <laughs> a bunch of losers you wouldn't like them um okay so that I'll, I'll leave that discussion for my my thing but yeah that was an interesting beginning yeah and I, I feel like I don't remember anything about that
0: summer, but I know we recorded episodes.
1: We did. It we was every week,
0: and we were pretty consistent, again, because we wanted to hang out with one another. And it was a good excuse to hang out with one another. Yes. And as the show went on, we kind of caught our groove about uh, on it. Thankfully, we still had listeners here and there that, were, that still wanted to hear right. us jabber on about stuff. Because we... But we didn't get on Podbender until 2013, right? something like that. Yes. Yeah. So like in the 20 episode, 20, 30-ish, whatever it was, um, and then we both realized we had the most fun doing this when we were talking about music right. and stuff that we loved. Right. So then we transitioned the show almost completely into a music discussion show. I think it turned it turned
2: that way when my sound offs ended up being just the albums Fans, I was yeah. listening to every single week.
0: Yeah. And then because those originally those were just supposed Supposed to be like little five minute segments, of like, oh, "What are you doing? Like, what, Char- what are you up to? Like, this, you know, this week or whatever." Yeah, like,
2: oh, I, I don't know. Charles they,
0: Manson's uh, original recordings got released.
2: <laughs> oh my god, really? <laughs> I wrote them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and um, then you know, and then Adam Soundoff when he was recording all the music that I was that he was requesting me to, to get for him, those turned into like twenty thirty minute discussions and right. like. Why don't we just do this? Why don't we just talk about music yeah. all the time? And I think it turned out great because you know, yeah. we, now we have like a niche audience now. And I think that audience is, uh, I mean, the people who do interact with us are very passionate about what they talk about. They're passionate about what we have to say. 16
2: pages it. passionate. Very. That's just one <laughs> listener. <laughs> and we love it. We yeah. love him for that. Um, <coughs> but yeah, it was, I, I just remember that, 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 uh, hate crimes discussion yeah. back when and it was like why are we talking about this yeah talking about Lowe's refusing to sell a grill to to a gay lesbian couple people yeah. or something and being mean like why are we talking about this yeah. we we had a whole gay news roundup yeah. segment back then if <laughs> <laughs> we felt that that people needed to know we just, we were just trying to be entertaining anderson just, cooper came out of
0: the closet Whoosh, gay news roundup <laughs> something like that yeah i mean we were just trying to be entertaining that's all it really was and you know, we were we I I don't know if we succeeded more than we failed at it, but eventually we found our niche with this show, and yes. here we are almost 300 episodes later. When we figured
2: out people were listening in the PodBender days.
0: Oh yes, because eventually we got an RSS feed. Yes. And I was that able that? to see stats, oh. and the, I noticed that the episodes in which we were talking a lot about music were the episodes that we were getting the most listens. Mm, so okay. I f- I told that to Adam and coupled that with the fact that we were having the most fun talking about music. Right. That was that's exactly. what turned the show let's into just, what it was. Let's just keep it going. I love it. Let's turn on the ceiling fan too. There you go. Slowly but surely. <sighs> we need air in this mother trucker. Yes. Okay.
2: So, what else happened to Mike in 2012?
0: Well, I was also thinking about it a lot, and for me personally, still just back to the grind, dude. I was still trying to, my ex-wife finished cosmetology school in 2012. Yes. Finally. I was thinking, finally. I'm going to start school in fall of 2012. Get a job at a, at a at a ritzy salon. She knows lots of salon people. Great clips, great clips. <laughs> she can. She has lots of salon friends that she can mm. g- easily get a job at. She has lots of experience cutting hair. It's, she cuts your hair like every week. I know for um, seven hours a day. <laughs> exactly. But um. But no, no, no. She's decided. No, I I, I need to go get my makeup credentials too. Mm, okay. So I want to work on the movies. Yeah. And you I know, need to go work on the moving pictures and we'll go you know we'll live in
2: Paris but drive to l a for work yeah why
0: why wouldn't I do that? you're holding me back
1: <laughs> you so don't you believe said,
0: in me, so you said yes, do it well, take after my money. a very <laughs> one sided argument <laughs> because you know my ex- wife loved to <coughs> excuse me guilt trip me, make me feel like I didn't support her and make you me weren't. huh because you weren't. Why wouldn't I support you, you her? Gave her like other things to think about besides her dreams. Right. Terrible. That's. Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> I can't tell anymore. <laughs> <laughs> After all this time, you still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, she she loved to pull the you don't you don't want to support me card. Mm-hmm. And you know, instead of saying oh, I've been supporting you for four years now. You know, maybe... But you've never supported me. Right. Never <laughs> once bought me a car. I keep falling, and you never catch me. <laughs> never once bought me a car, put me through countless classes. Oh, I gave you a baby. I gave you a baby, Mike. I made life. You had nothing to do with it. I had zero... Thi- I had one microscopic <laughs> thing to do with it. Yep. Wow. That sounds really harsh. Well, again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I thought... I'm doing the right things. Yes. She'll, she'll be. Trying, she'll trying be. Okay. Oh, she'll be happy. She'll be happy. Then, I'm trying to support my wife. Yes. This is what a husband should do for yes. his wife. Yes. So, back to the grind. Okay. Supporting four people on one income. Assistant to. Assistant to, to the, the supervisor <laughs> of a <the> warehouse. <laughs> no, I'm the engineering administrator. Supervi- the assistant to the supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> um, my daughter started preschool in 2012. Oh yes, which is an exciting time. You know, a lot of the to- a lot of the times in my first marriage, I, I I used to always focus on Zoe, 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 Zoe. Everything everything was about her because I wasn't always getting support and 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 love sometimes from my wife so and I, I always got it from zoe too so every time i come home she was the one who was excited to see me every time i come home from seeing you she was the one who was excited to see me like,
2: finally you're here somebody to pay yeah. attention to me yeah <laughs> exactly. well
0: maybe there was a little bit of a you know maybe there's a little bit of a what's the word i'm looking for language barrier no language barrier <laughs> daddy
2: nobody here speaks English when you're not here <laughs> um, it, uh, like
0: a like a dependence I guess Sorry. on on Zoe's love but uh, okay you know because okay. around this time was around the time that marriage struggles were starting to get a little bit too mm. much 2013 yes. they reach almost their breaking point the boiling point yeah boiling um, point you'd
2: never point. know by those old podcasts oh no dude why barely... would I
0: why would I share I know That's my personal my personal life. E- on a podcast. Even the podcast
2: after Thanksgiving 2014, Mike mm. is his normal. Never would have guessed in a million
0: years. Yeah, why so. would I? Why would I ever say talk about that to I strangers? I know.
2: Let alone you. Let alone the, the biggest stranger <laughs> in my life, <laughs> and internet
0: strangers, the most dangerous of all. Yeah, kinds. I know. <laughs> they're gonna. They're They're probably gonna go hack onto my online accounts and divorce me without my consent. So, I know.
2: It's very possible.
0: Okay, so 2012, you're just like, I'm going to power through. I'm trying to power through because I know. Because I knew. Years old. I know. I knew in 2012 there was a light at the end of this tunnel. Yes. And I know if I just keep supporting my wife, making her happy, and letting her follow her dreams, that eventually it'll be my turn. <laughs> so you go first, and I'll take the rest,
1: and it'll all work out for the best. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. That's just hilarious. Anyway,
0: <laughs> imagine my surprise when I heard that song and I was like, oh no, oh, they wrote no. this for me. <laughs> How did Garfunkel and Oats know me? So How did well? they know?
2: <laughs> um, but at the, little did you know at the end of that tunnel was like, a fairy with red hair and a red dress. Yeah, and I'm just saying, it's kind of a
0: weird image. There was that a light you didn't the understand. The, there was a light at the end of that tunnel, but you know, midway through the tunnel, there was a little bit of a dip, and I had to crawl out of that dip mm. to reach the light at the end of that tunnel. Okay, yeah. the dip was very very there was difficult. A, there was a grate, you know, that had a bunch of like garbage in it, and yes. I fell fell in it. And a troll. And a troll. Rick was there. <laughs> 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 Damn it, Rick! <laughs> you don't need to call answer him. me these questions
1: three. <laughs>
2: You don't need to cough into the mic. I'm sorry, dude.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll edit that out. <laughs> but then you'll edit out my joke. I know. Oh, you can't do that. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> so by the end of 2012, do you remember where you were at <sighs> with life? Because I was like, you know, twelve. Uh, you know, twelve, 12 December 21st had come and gone. Right. The world was still here. The world did not end. We looked forward to that all
0: year long. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't happen. Was, was there a small part inside of you? I was a little bit worried. No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I have to ask that to everybody cause everybody I I, I got to remember it was a pre-Trump world.
2: Cuz we true. would have thought the world would have like exploded on itself by this point of Trump's presidency and it hasn't yet. So now well, also
0: Obama got reelected. Oh yeah. Yeah. We forgot about that, didn't we? That's it's cuz it's not important. <laughs> <laughs> it we both hard... knew it was we both knew it was going to happen. There was and we, nothing we could do to stop yeah. it. <laughs>
2: So and then we we did our our first best ofs. Yeah. In a year. That episode was like twenty seven minutes or so. And yeah.
0: I'm like, all right, guys, good night. <laughs> Adam's number nine was the entire day to remember discography. discography.
2: I'm so happy I discovered this band.
0: <laughs> they really changed my perspective on things.
2: <laughs> it was all right. It was yeah. One good album. In it's okay. School. That's why we're doing this now. I know. Reliving the life that mm-hmm. was. But um, yeah. And then we celebrated
0: New Year's together like we do every year. We did, yeah anything else it's a tradition it's a tradition yeah <laughs> yeah um, so not like at least on my end lots of big stuff happened to you but uh at least on my end it was just more just trying to struggle through keep it to myself because why would i why would i share this stuff which, with anybody
2: i believe it was the 2013 to 2014 new year's that was when joseph and laura stayed at my house until like three in the morning talking uh, about your guys's relationship well oh, really <laughs> yes and I was like, Why are you just my, telling me this my now? My baby's going to be up at six... I've told you this numerous times. You did? Yes. <laughs> what? And they were... Well, we can talk about it next podcast. Okay. I remember it vividly. because okay. I, was trying I can't to not, wait. I was trying to not get involved with any of Mike's relationship drama okay. <laughs> at all. Because I knew it wasn't my place. Okay. But the, you know... 19, you as my best friend, it the, wasn't your place at all. The 19 and 20 year olds that, you know, thought it was a really big deal, they mm. wanted to talk about it. Um, so anyway... That was 2012 for Mike? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for mine? Let's do it. Can I go to the bathroom first? Okay. Okay. Can we edit this out? Yes.
0: Seamless edit. Man, I'm so good at editing.
2: Man, that, I love the editing. <laughs> you should like throw in like just a long pause, like however long that was. Okay. Like six hours later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 2012 for me. Like I said, I didn't realize how important this year was to my life mm-hmm. until I started writing this stupid crap out. It was okay. like, oh I'll just flush out a page and move on. And I was like,
0: oh Is this yeah. It's all up to the top, top of your head? Did you have to like get help from anybody to recount all this stuff? Or does it all no. just come flooding back to you? It all comes flooding back. I nice. guess I could have looked at my
2: Facebook posts <laughs> or gone back and listened to all the podcasts of that year. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, don't do that to yourself. <laughs>
2: that would have helped
0: <laughs> Don't do that to yourself. I
2: recommend nobody listen to those old podcasts. So this was a much more of a memorable year with highs, lows, and creamy middles. Mm. This year was somewhat of a dark year in hindsight, so things may get a little depressing at times. Okay. We've never gotten depressing on this podcast. That's not what we do, baby. Though at the beginning (coughs) of the year, who can forget the 2012 hype? of what would happen to the world December 21st. (laughs) And convincing chronically anxious people that they were going to be okay was not the easiest thing in the world to do. Was that a big theme of your job? It sure was, Mike. It sure was. (laughs) I imagine. As soon as I started there in 2010, like I had all these people who were just like, Wow. You know know what could happen? You know the Mayans, they made a calendar. (laughs) That sounds like a fucking nightmare. (laughs) It's okay. It wasn't everybody. I continued my next year at my job and it all stayed about the same. I got better and better at doing my job duties and understanding more about my profession that I had not known in the seven years prior since I had finished my, my master's degree. Hmm. It's really interesting the way that you can go through grad school and graduate grad school, work five years after grad school. <laughs> on the job training, you still have no idea what you're doing for your job, <laughs> and then you get into a job where you actually do real parts of your job, and you're like,
0: "Oh, this is a whole different world." You sound like you're one of those guys that like lies on their resume, just like, <laughs> "Sure, I know I how know to do everything."
2: That. What's a bipolar?
0: <laughs> I I I know
2: Excel. <laughs> I know. Depression. I seriously (laughs) didn't realize what anxiety and depression was prior to all of this because you go to a mental hospital, nobody's complaining of anxiety and depression. That's true. Yeah, it's like you know, that's just a given. Obama ate my dog, kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. That it it does. Yeah. (laughs) In January, oh, I learned that my brother had died from stomach cancer. Mm. Ooh, I totally wrote this all out and then remembered that. Okay, (laughs) like oh yeah, I know it's confusing. But I have, I had two older half brothers. Mm-hmm. The one was adopted, and that was my adopted brother. He mm. was the one that passed away. His name was Brendan, and my dad and his first wife had adopted him as a baby after they had had a baby who had died of a heart defect at three months old. Oh wow! So I have like a a, a another brother, a ghost brother, <laughs> a ghost brother who never lived. That's why my my oldest nephew's name is Sean after. My, oh, after him? Oh, huh. There you go. So, Brendan grew up with my brother, Eric, who was five years older than him. They were very close as brothers. Not so much with Adam, because he was so much younger. I,
0: um, <clears throat> I had how always, many years no. of like living together do you guys have? Zero. Zero. Because um, <laughs> I, I, I remember when this happened, too. I lived with I, him for five weeks in the summer after I graduated high school. Okay, yeah, because <laughs> I remember like when this happened, and then you, you went out to the funeral, didn't you? No. Okay, I'm that's somebody else. That. Okay, I'm getting to that. Never mind. Yeah, because I remember. Yeah, you. That, no, they that always
2: happen- they always lived in Illinois, and I always lived in California. Yeah. So you know, they grew up as brothers. I didn't, but I always knew that I had two older brothers <laughs> who didn't live with me. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad would talk about them as my brothers, and he had like pictures of them around our house. And I was like, who are these people? Who's this 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 man with a mustache who, in hindsight, was 16 years old?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. So I did
1: not 16 get
0: sixteen going on thirty-two. I know,
2: but he his mom was Italian, so he got all hmm. the all the all the all, hair, yeah, <laughs> which I have none. Um, so they were super close, and I did not get to know them until my teen years. Like when I was fifteen, was the first time that I hung out with them. Oh wow! I found out that they also like to smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol and smoke marijuana. And they were, and they were like, in their... 20s at the time they were in their 30s 30s at at the time wow (laughs) so or late 20s for my brother brendan Mm -hmm. i was like wow everybody smokes weed out here i'm 15 years old this is the greatest amazing this is my family (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah my brother eric is 16 years older than me and my brother brendan is 11 years older than me so brendan was a cool guy though he had his own issues and demons i remember like him hanging like hanging out with him for a night. And he drove me around some of the seediest parts of Chicago mm. looking for prostitutes.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like what we
2: do, I guess. I was like, I don't know how this is going to end because I'm probably not going to bang a prostitute. Here yeah. in My brother's car. I wow. Just, I know this isn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But he, he knew where to go find them. Wow. Um, and he also told me about like stalking his ex-girlfriend and interesting things like that. And then hmm. he, then, like, he took me over to his friend's house and, like, th- a couple years later when I visited them, he yeah. took me to their friend's house where they supplied me with, like, gin and Cokes. And I okay. must have had, like, ten of them <laughs> <Okay>. that night. <laughs> and I, like, threw up all over They're so sugary. <laughs> you can just keep on drinking. <laughs> it. I was just, like, drinking and drinking and watching TV and just, like... I'm so wasted right now. And so then when Brendan was taking me back to my brother Eric's house, who I was staying with, like I threw up all over Brendan's car. Wow. And he was so pissed at me. (laughs) This is your fault, Brendan. I know. I I have this vague recollection of being so wasted of him pulling over on the side of the freeway and like peeing Uh like like, into the, into the bushes at the side of the freeway and just being like, like, i am remembering that, like, my clothes were all wet. <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't good. This isn't good. And I just remember, like, apologizing to him profusely. Like, I'm so sorry, bro. I'm so sorry. And he was just like, mm-hmm.
1: Like, oh, God,
0: he's going to kill me. <laughs> he's looking for a good place to dump my right. body. That was very possible. He probably knows a good place. <laughs> he's done this before.
2: So, I didn't really hang out with him much after that. <laughs> I imagine, yeah. He had forgiven me for that whole thing. He cleaned out his car. Yeah. And he said... Um, he, you know, he remembered times of doing that to his friends and their cars, yeah, and and also to my brother. It's okay, <laughs> bro. It happens to the best. of My us. brother Eric, like Brendan, had puked all over Eric's car many yeah. years ago as well. So nice. he's like, "This is just what brothers do. You're <laughs> gonna get out the shop vac, and you're gonna you're gonna clean it up." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so can't wait for my brother to do that to me. He I turns twenty one this month. Well, that's you, you can take him out drinking. According to my sister, I, he can't wait to try wine. This is going to end well. It is.
2: Remember that name, folks.
0: Scotty Nicola <laughs>
2: Mass shooter number
0: 783. Oh, my God. Of just this year. Owner of AR-15 <laughs> that my grandmother bought him for Christmas, like, three Christmases ago. So I wasn't super close with my brother, brother Brendan,
2: through those years afterwards. Saw him a few times. Um, and then, like, all of a sudden, in 2012 like i get a call saying like oh by the way brendan has stomach cancer and then like a week later he was like gone oh wow um i learned That's a lot to process like yeah i know <clears throat> um like i learned after his death in january that he had been drinking a case of pepsi a day for decades like his entire life since he was a teenager pretty much now like you say he, case like like a 24 24 pack, pack of pepsi every single day fuck um and that's most likely how he developed stomach cancer. He must have so black piss. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> um, he did not seek out any medical treatment until he had lost a ton of weight. He was like a really big dude, obviously. Okay. Um, and then he like lost like 100 pounds out mm-hmm. of nowhere. And usually that's a bad sign. That is a bad sign, so, yeah. Um, so he was. The tumor was, is hungry. He was gone pretty quickly. Um, since I had not been that close to him as with my brother, Eric, I did not go back for the funeral. Still kind of feel shitty about that.
1: Mm. <laughs> so,
2: were you invited? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. i was just like, all right, we're having a funeral and you know, you're welcome to come. And I was like, no, thanks. Mm. <laughs> I remember both my brother, Eric and my dad calling me being like, um, do you want to come? And I was like, I, I can't, mm. <laughs> like, okay. I, I have to work. <laughs> and, okay. But it was like, I didn't, I didn't know. How close I was to him because well, like, I just have these memories like yeah, I, th- I threw up in his car that one time and that was about it. <laughs> I guess in hindsight
0: you just you would just kind of go to support the family you know. I could have because but... you know I'm not close with my father. I've Very famously said that many times yes. on the show. It's a whole different he... thing when it's your father. But man. when he dies though, like, would I'll... you fly to Chicago for his funeral? If you were if if you were in Chicago, I would. If if only just to. Su- my mom. Okay. Yeah. But for yourself. For myself? I don't know. That's, that's a loaded
2: question. I know. Man. Yeah. For another year. Yeah. When we break down the 2020s after your dad's tragic death. <laughs> <laughs> yep. January 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Things got too rough for Michael McCullough. So that was the beginning of my year. Um. So I do remember having a drunken party for Mike's wife. And Anna Lee's birthdays in March of twenty twelve.
0: Mike doesn't oh, remember that party much. I don't remember that party at
2: all. Mike got <laughs> wasted and passed out in what later became our podcasting room.
0: I did. <laughs> I got That was really quick too because because um, I, I I normally don't drink. Yes. When I told my ex wife yeah oh, okay I'll I'll have a few drinks t- tonight. This was, this was our first time having Everclear in our house. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> none of us had ever experienced the first and that. only time. <laughs> yes, and uh, Don was like doing things that you could light on fire. Yeah, and, yeah, like, like was... little shots that you'd light on fire. Yes. And, oh my god. And and so when my ex-wife found out that I was going to be drinking that night, she just kept giving me everything. Everything. Here, drink this, and there don't
2: was, ask questions. Just drink this. There was no children anywhere. No. None of us had any children and there was like 10 people at our house getting wasted. Yeah. And Mike was the first one to pass out. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Yep.
2: But I had like three
0: gallons of alcohol at that point, to be fair. It was
2: one of those weird things. Like I had never been around a passed out drunk person. Yeah. Like to the point that they wouldn't wake up. And we were like, is Mike going to make it?
0: Like, do we need to take him to the ER? Because <laughs> Well, didn't I pass out at my bachelor party too?
2: Yes. Yeah. That's true. Oh crap! I'd forgotten about that. But I no, think, we didn't I, have to carry you. Okay. Brendan had to carry you from my living room to the pod room. <laughs> Wait, no, no, he carried you from the pod room to your car when you guys left. Oh,
0: that's amazing! It was
2: hilarious because you were just dead weight, <laughs> and he was such a big dude, and you were just like, <laughs> he was trying to like carry you like a baby, and it wasn't working because that's you're amazing. so like, long and gangly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow, that's amazing! So, like, we had you in the <laughs> yeah, room. Dude, I don't remember anything and, about that night. I and, just remember my my ex wife just kept passing
2: me drinks. April kept on trying to wake you up and reaching down your pants to get you excited, and that wasn't working. And we were trying to get Adriana to do the same thing, and she wouldn't do it. And what? Yeah, it was this whole thing. Like, we, holy we, shit! We had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> you all had a great time at my expense. I'm glad. Um. Yes, Mike got wasted. Um. <laughs> So, Don and I went on our epic cross-country trip in May of this year, which in hindsight was pretty amazing. Being on the road and dealing with all of the things that come from sharing a small space with someone for hours on end. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that, Mike? One other person. We drove to New Mexico first, the long nothingness of northern Texas. Texas. (laughs) Then endured the thrill of surviving potential tornadoes going through Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, did you guys get a tornado warning? <laughs> there was tornado warnings and we were like listening to the Amazing. AM radios of like, all right, it's, it's only 75 miles south of the blibber <laughs> And like, okay, we're, we're safe. We're safe. We're up here on this freeway. Yeah. Um, it was one of those things where you're like, do we stop for dinner or do we keep on
0: driving? Do we risk our lives yeah. to stop for dinner? <laughs> Should we
2: get gas here or keep on driving because of potential tornadoes. Do we go to this gas station or that one that's twirling up in the air? <laughs> exactly. Um, then we went up through Missouri and saw my grandparents for a couple of days. Cool. And then on to Kentucky. Then oh, Kentucky was the interesting one because we like went to this little like sizzler kind of place next that to the, the hotel? one that the waitress. Yeah. Was like,
0: oh, you must you must know you must go to L.A. all the time <laughs> because she asked us where we were from, and it
2: was like she was so just excited that we were from California. Yeah. And she was like, "Do you guys go? You, you in you in the movies? <laughs> Are you in the movies? What kind of things do you guys eat in California? <laughs> like I don't know, chicken. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I've never you heard know. of this chicken. Tell me more."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: she was so excited. We told her about eating avocados. She had never eaten an avocado before. Wow. that was amazing. Yeah, like, yeah, it tastes like nothing.
0: So, let's <laughs> so, enjoy it. So do y'all's brothers and sisters look a lot prettier out there? Because I need to marry my brother, my brother dad. My brother dad. And <laughs> yeah, brother, dad. <laughs> it was a little bit of that, yes. Cool. Um, but she had... She sounds adorable. She had very nice teeth.
2: Cool. For, like, a morbidly obi- ob- obese 21-year-old. <laughs> or a morbidly or obese
0: incest, product of
2: incest. <laughs> And all I kept thinking was, this is McConnell country, <laughs> driving through here. <laughs> uh, um, Alright, uh, then we went to Kentucky, and then on to Washington, D.C. Mike even told me to flip off Congress for him while we were there.
0: <laughs> Take that, you sons Take
2: of bitches. That. and boy, did I not, because that would have been stupid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mike um, the Edge lord. <laughs> yes. Mike and his anti- government er, take that congress this is post 9 11 world they start like shooting people who do that
0: oh that's true right like
2: why are you doing this he's my, got a gun my friend told me to
0: <laughs> he's got a gun where's you your friend? It? where's your friend in california is he eating an avocado right now <laughs> do, you, do you all marry your brother your brother wives <laughs> so after that <laughs> we went up to new york
2: and philadelphia Stayed in New York for three days. Yeah. So I could finally understand what Gaslight Anthem is talking about. Mm. <laughs> Very intense three days there. Um, and we went even further up into New York. You guys go- went to the, uh, the 9-11 memorial, too. We went to the 9-11 memorial, which was incredibly sad. Yeah. Um, we were just like, oh, this will be fun. And then you get there and you're like, oh, God. I really, 3,000 a- <laughs> people died this here. This was right? a really bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, other than that, like New York was pretty fun. Um, did you guys have pizza? We had pizza. We yep. went to this little deli that had pizza. Was it was great. It was incredible. Nice. Oh my god, I'd never eaten pizza Apparently, so Apparently
0: it's something in the water. Apparently the water makes the dough like that much better. It's all the urine. Yeah, the urine soaked sewage that they mix that all they make the, their dough, pizza dough out of. It's all the
2: Irish urine that's mm. mixed with whiskey. There you go. <laughs> um, and then up to the baseball Hall of Fame. We got nice. to go to the baseball Hall of Fame that year. That was pretty cool. It was. I thought it would be crowded, and we get there, and like it's me, Don, and like six other people. Cool. Like, all right, well, <laughs> pretty cool, guys. And then you get to see you get to see the Negro Leagues corner.
0: Oh, nice!
2: <laughs> and then the other corner where it's like, remember when there was racism? Well, let's move on from that. <laughs> Everyone, Babe Ruth, <laughs> Babe <laughs> Ruth, guys, Lou Gehrig's jerseys. <laughs> Yan- too many Yankees things, unfortunately, being New York. But. Of course you know, that was fine. I got to see the, the Cubs 1907 and 1908 world series rings. Nice. So it's was like someday, someday it'll happen. <laughs> One day in a few years. I, I did think the like racism corner was interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. It was like, Oh, here's, here's a letter that Jackie Robinson got. when So he were was, they trying to like brush it aside? Cause it was uncomfortable to talk about or was it? Just... It was
2: just like, there was probably so much of it that it, it needed its own museum. It its own museum. <laughs> I mean, I imagine. So they yeah. gave it its little corner and mm. like, okay, we'll we'll send the rest to the Museum of Tolerance, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Where is that? L.A.? <laughs> I think that's L.A., yeah. I was like,
1: yeah, avocados. Oh, uh, yeah. avocados.
2: <laughs> it's By the
0: avocado trees
1: in L.A.
2: <laughs> so after that, we went up to Niagara Falls for a couple of days.
0: You guys have that picture of, I think it's Dawn in the picture, like across the bridge. And then I imagine you took the picture, like, a mile away? From what? From from what? I don't know. There is, is, is. Was that Niagara Falls, where she's, like, super tiny on the bridge? And I imagine it's you taking the picture, and you're, like, a mile away. I, I don't know what picture you're talking about, okay. so I apologize. Okay, it's fine. I'm not sure. Um, but Niagara Falls is pretty dope. Cool.
2: <laughs> I recommend it. Um, can you see Canada from there? You can see Canada. We were nice. on the Canada side of the nice. bridge. I'm going <laughs> to talk about that later.
0: <laughs> Adam famously Remember hates Canada. Canada.
2: <laughs> I'll come back to that. Um, and then we drove from Niagara Falls down to Cleveland. Hello, Cleveland. Hello, Cleveland. And we saw my dad for the final time. Oh, okay. oh. After that, we went to Chicago. We stayed with my brother for a few days. And then we went to see my aunt and uncle outside of St. Louis. Um, St. Louis is a boring city. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell Mike more about that later. Okay. Um, we then drove back through Oklahoma and into Arizona, finally making it home after being on the road for an entire month. Yeah, you were gone. A one long full time. stinking month yeah. in our 2006 Scion XA. Mm, not even the big one. Not even the big one. Yeah. The small one. Every city holds a memory in one way or another that I often can think back to and feel very happy about. It was crazy to think about in hindsight, but we made it work. Yeah. I I just said when we drove up to Vancouver and I thought the car was going to break down and we're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like that, that everything went through my head on this trip. Like, oh God, where's the next city? Where's the next city? (laughs) You know, we're going to die. Pro tip. Don't try to do laundry in Canada.
0: Oh, why is that, Adam?
2: (laughs) A, it's too expensive, and no one has any coins for the laundromat machines. So if you don't have any Canadian coins... You don't have any loonies. You're out of luck. Um, It's still... (laughs) Um, So that was pretty much it. Um, Yeah, that was the thing where the coin machine was shut down. Yeah. Then we went across the street to the liquor store... And everybody else had gone over there to break their twenties so into 20s, out. and they were out of change, <laughs> and there was no place. And I was on day ten of my eight pairs of underwear. Nice.
0: <laughs> and it's like I can't wear a dirty pair of underwear again. Is it going to work? <laughs> so, like, none of the hotels or motels you were staying at had like laundry services or anything. No, because we just like
2: stopped at random ones. Okay. Here and there. Okay. We didn't have any extended stays. Hmm. Like those, the, we hadn't. We, we didn't find one of those. Um, It is still amazing to think about where my head was and where our relationship was prior to having kids. Dear God, that was a long time ago. I know. Imagine trying to do that now. No way would I want to do that now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll speak the devil. (laughs) But the timing seemed right. After much persuasion from my wife.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she, so she was trying to convince you to
2: she, do it? Yeah. She was like, we're going to do this. We're gonna, no, we're not. No, we're, I'm, I'm saying, no, we're not. We're not going to do this. And then she just mapped out the entire thing. And I can remember her on our on our tablet, mm-hmm. which was like not, not even an iPad. Yeah. And she just like handed me a, a map of the US with like a blue line. <laughs> She's See? like, here's it's what so we're going to do. <laughs> you just go up, you loop around, and you come back. And, it's so easy. And a month goes by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, It was a huge relief to be home just knowing both we and our relationship survived. (laughs) That's something I would love to do with my wife-to-be. Now that I know I survived it, I could do it again. Yeah. But not with small children. Not with two kids. No. No, Maybe two teen girls, but not two little girls. Even teen girls who aren't related to you? Yes.
0: (laughs) I mean, that is what I meant. (laughs) You leave your family and then you find teen girls and you... Notice how he doesn't say anything about...
2: Boys, we'll just leave it at that.
0: You All right, so we
2: talked, we talked about the podcast already. Um, of course, we talked about coming up with the show, coming up with the idea at the Thrice show. Um, and again, that was the first show I had been to yeah. since 2008. Second
0: time we saw Thrice
2: in a row. After, after 2008, I was just like, okay, I don't need to go to shows anymore. My legs are tired. Yeah, And I put them off for a long time. Um, it was fun to be in a real crowd again. Though moshing scared the shit out of me at first. Because hmm. I hadn't been part of moshing for a long time at that yeah. point,
0: since the, the STP Chili Pepper show in 2000. It's a lot different when people are trying to kill themselves off the second story balcony <laughs> of a thrice show. Embracing Dustin's oozing
2: charisma also made the evening pleasant (laughs) when it all culminated in a fan
0: jumping from the balcony above
1: us. (laughs) We told
2: that story many times.
0: man, thrice, those professionals, they didn't stop the show. They didn't didn't stop the song. They continued with Phoenix Ignition. They knew that they were being recorded for a live (laughs) set of their anthology CD that was coming out soon, so they couldn't stop for anything. right. I figured Mike and I should be doing stuff like this more often,
2: and I remember being very excited about the future at that point. Yes! We were podcasting, like, thinking about podcasting. Warp Tour was on the horizon. I don't think we went to any more shows that year, though. After I don't after remember. Warped. All right. Finally, after two years of trying, September 5th, huh? I come home from work. After a particularly stressful day, my wife hands me a tiny Cubs bib. oh. Huh? I remember it being so unexpected because I had more or less given up on the fact that we could ever get pregnant at that yeah. point. It was just like goodbye world, <laughs> goodbye that, goodbye side of life. legacy. I'm just gonna sit here and try to help people with children like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so what you gotta
0: do is you gotta shake them really hard, <laughs> you know. Have you tried smacking them? <laughs> a closet is a good place. Have to you put tried them? telling them the awful truth of how you make them, how they make you feel?
2: At that point, there had been one close call, but that was in early 2011. Mm. Like, there was one time where Don was like, oh, my period's like two days late. And then we were just like, oh, my God, is this it? Is nope, never mind. It? And then like the next day, like, oh, sorry. So, like, oh, okay. Periods do that. So I had just figured that it was not going to happen. I was very excited, though, and I knew it was still early. And I knew that bad things can happen early on sure. with this sort of thing. We had never been through any miscarriages or stillborns or things like that. Sure. But you know, you hear a lot of stories. That happens a lot in my profession. So you sit, th- you have to sit on it
0: for a while and not tell anybody <laughs> for a month. I forget who says it, but uh, it's a famous author. He says the saddest story he ever heard was uh, six words long. He says, "Baby, baby, oh yeah, yeah, baby clothes for sale, never used." Oh. So sad.
2: So holding that Cubs bib, I was like, holy shit, it's actually going to happen. Up until that point, I had truly felt that this was something in my life that I had failed at. Oh, wow. Man. Harsh. That (laughs) is harsh. It was something I had challenged myself to accomplish and had reluctantly accepted that I had failed. I was pretty down about it, and I remember struggling with thoughts of failure for a long time through most of that year. A lot of people
0: have that happens to by accident.
2: Yes, like, oh, one like one time, oh, I got you know brutally raped by somebody, Oops, I'm pregnant,
0: <laughs> whoopsie, I'm gonna live with this forever, but not Adam, Adam inseminates
2: frequently mm. <laughs> <laughs> Does anything happen? no, so of course, I had no idea um what to expect in the subsequent months leading to the end of the year. My wife's morning sickness issues that landed her in urgent care numerous times her having an IV in her arm on my birthday that year Aww. and not being able to do anything but lay there. <laughs> I remember like I'm sitting there eating like like I had bought dinner for just myself, which is usually what I did when, yeah. while she was pregnant. Like, okay, well, it's my birthday. I'm going to drive through fast food. i burrito. <laughs> and there was, I remember the Bears were playing Monday night. I'm like, well, we'll, we'll watch the Bears Monday night game. And she was just like laying on the couch. <laughs>
1: like, and the poor thing, right, like her night. two her <laughs> two pregnancies were so rough
2: <laughs> on her. I know. Um she spent most of the next three to four months feeling miserable and there was nothing I could do about it. That's true. <laughs> you just have to sit there and be like, Where's your vomit this time? Okay, I'll go clean it I'll up. I'll go clean it up. Somehow we trudged through the days and the baby stayed healthy. <laughs> so no problems on that side of things. Not Mama though. <laughs> <laughs> baby was, mama perfectly was fine. slowly dying.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: it wasn't until like Late January where the morning sickness finally went away. Yeah. But that's a topic for another podcast. <laughs> so I mentioned earlier about seeing my dad for the last time mm. when we were on our trip. We saw him and my stepmom for an afternoon in Ohio and went to lunch. It was the first time I had seen him since my since two thousand eight at my nephew's graduation. Mm. He looked remarkably older at this time. You know, he he looked like Ron Burgundy. Here. And Tom Selleck, yeah, like, mixed together, together as one. No matter how old he got, he was like he always looked like those guys. Yeah. it was weird. Um, but this time, not so much. He was almost sixty-nine at this point, and he had just barely started losing his hair, and it was more gray in parts. Um, <clears throat> he had been doing the just for men thing since the eighties. I am sure. <laughs> of course. Yeah. In hindsight, he had the whole old face, young hair thing going on that you can tell something's not right about this guy. (laughs) Why is this youthful 65 year old man (laughs) hanging with these hip teens? Oh, the fellow kids. (laughs) Um, But this was the first I felt that he actually looked old. He also looked a little more sickly than I had ever seen him and I wondered if anything could be wrong. He did say that day that he was never going to a doctor because they would just tell him he had cancer. (laughs) 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 Just the type of guy he was. He was one of those guys, like, oh, Super I, stubborn I, I quit smoking for three weeks and I couldn't stop coughing.
0: I started smoking again and I stopped coughing. It was great. Yeah. So I mean, not smoking is going is what's gonna kill you. Exactly. Really.
2: It makes your life easier.
0: The smoking <laughs> staves off the cancer. That's not. That's what the doctors don't want you to know. They don't want you to know. Then he as
2: he had like vials of multivitamins that he would oh take every single God. day. Mm. Um. Anyway, I'm I'm sure that helped him live longer than he did. Um. So we caught up some. And went out to lunch. I can remember telling him about my job and all the types of people I was working with. He stared at me in a way of wanting to tell me I was making a huge mistake. (laughs) But then also remembering that I was 31 years old and had a master's degree. (laughs) Of course, this reminded me of our conversation back in 2000 when he handed me a a magazine article about the growing jobs of the 21st century. Mm. And then said, I don't see psychology on that list.
0: So, is he bitter because you're just kind of following in your mom's footsteps? We'll never know, Mike.
2: (laughs) Jeez. In telling him about my job, all I felt was a reluctant acceptance, as he had no idea what I was doing, though my mom did the same kind of job back when they were married. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, They had a weird relationship. I imagine. (laughs) Yes. So, he had no idea what I was talking about. Um, as we hung out, talked, he must've drank at least four beers within those few hours. He was still smoking cigarettes and I would have loved to have had one with him, even though it had been over a year since I had stopped. Hmm. Um, I made it through that day without smoking cigarettes and we left and went on to Chicago in July. He called me to say that he had been diagnosed with colon cancer and would be going in for surgery. Um, I called him on his birthday, July 21st, and he jokingly had hoped I would have forgotten about his birthday. (laughs) Because he was just like, "Uh, I was hoping nobody would remember. Now we have to deal with these emotions now. His surgery went through and he had told me that they were looking for other options rather than chemo to treat it. Um, So I stayed in contact with him through August and September. And I remember him becoming increasingly negative on the phone about his hope of getting better. He was in good spirits after hearing Don was pregnant though. So that was good. Um, That was probably the last time I talked to him. Um, He called me on my birthday and left a message, and I did not call him back. Mm-hmm. I figured there would still be time. I subsequently did not call him again. Sure, I can blame it on my work schedule or Don being sick, but it was most likely because I did not want to hear any bad news again. November 6th, I turned my phone on while getting into my car to go to work, and there is a message from my brother saying that my dad had died the previous night mm-hmm. after having some sort of seizure. I was driving to work at the time and I had no idea what to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, do you take the day off? Like what do you do? So I went what to did work. You do?
2: So I went to work and I worked the whole day. Wow. <laughs> um not sure what I was thinking. Uh I spoke to my brother during the day um and after that and I figured out that I needed to be in Ohio ASAP for a funeral. And was somehow on a plane by myself the next morning to Cleveland. <laughs> and arrived in Cleveland the next day, the next evening. Um I stayed there for three days, spent time with family I barely knew. My dad had all of his siblings that I knew here and there through my yeah, life, yeah. but still didn't know him very well. Um, saw my stepsister for the first time in fourteen years. <laughs> that was interesting. The the English
0: the one with the, the one with the accent? Yes. Yeah.
2: Since she's 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 worked the accent out of her life. Okay, <laughs> mummy, I can't manage. Um, <laughs> she was five, adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird feeling to go to a parent's funeral, Mike. I it's imagine a weird feeling. I've never been. I thought I was going to lose it, but somehow all of my emotions stayed in.
1: <laughs> mm. In
0: what way? Like
1: you I were don't expecting- know.
2: It's, it was like you you walk in, you sit down, you see ashes and a bear sweatshirt and you're just like, and then all of a sudden the music stops and this weird sense of like, I'm not going to cry just came over me. And I was just like, this is awesome. I'm going to be just fine.
0: Like in a way that (laughs) it was relieving. Didn't you realize that you didn't feel anything or are you just trying to repress it?
2: We'll let, we'll we'll let the future be the determination of that. Okay. But in that moment (laughs) when you're at a parent's funeral, You don't know how you're going to respond. Yeah. And I wasn't wanting, I I shared my tears with the podcast nation a year ago. Correct. Yeah. I don't need to share it anywhere else in the entire world. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Skinny essentials episode two. (laughs)
2: Episode two. Um, But no, there was a weird sense of like, I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to cry. And everybody else was crying. Like, is there something wrong with this? No. No. Because I'm mm. not going to cry.
1: Mm. I'm going to
2: make it through this and be
0: completely... I'm going to be at work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> in two days, I'll be back at work and everything will be normal this again. This will just be a memory. <laughs> yep. I'll go back um, to not calling my dad like I always do. <laughs> exactly. And now I can make it through Father's Day without feeling guilty. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> no.
2: There's, there's all of that. Um, so, yeah. Not sure how healthy that was in hindsight. <laughs> Especially when your wife is pregnant with your first kid at the same time. Yeah. It was incredibly, were... it, it was an incredibly emotional time. And I just remember falling into the gaslight anthem and feeling much, a much deeper connection to certain elements of them. Mm.
0: I listened to a lot certain of American th- slangs, those first
2: four albums and some, some, some LC yeah. around that time. <sighs> I'm Pace. not sure how people saw me
0: at that time pacing literally through the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> That
2: hadn't been written yet, I know it hasn't,
1: <laughs> but I really
2: was. I took long walks pacing
1: pacing literally about through how, the midwest.
2: How fucking cold it was in Cleveland in November yeah. um so I'm not sure how people saw me at that time, if I just looked normal, seemed to be processing things well, or if I had shut down to some degree. there was a lot of memories and crap to process through my head about my relationship with my dad. I had become very distant from him, distant from him throughout my twenties. And it was Don's stupid idea to drive to see him on our trip. Mm.
0: So you weren't even like
2: down to do that? I did not want to do it, but I'm so happy for it now. Because mm. I was like, what's the big deal? It's just my dad. Why yeah. Why would I need to see my dad? <laughs> the same thing when we stopped and saw my grandparents. And I was like, why do we need to see my grandparents? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in hindsight, that was the last time I saw my grandpa as well on that yeah. trip. But that's a conversation for a different year. The relationship was what it was. And I still have mixed feelings about it now and about how I handled things or avoided things. And to some extent, I still struggle to make peace with my resentments. Um, the rest of that year was filled with podcasting and struggling with Don's morning sickness that just seemed to never end. Mm -hmm. And then you keep on hearing those stories of some women have morning sickness, the whole pregnancy. And like, it's surely that won't (laughs) be my wife (laughs) four and a half months into it. Oh God, we're only halfway there. Um, we recorded the end-of-the-year show with our very lackluster best-ofs. Yep. We did a podcast on December 21st, and we pretended we were in the apocalypse. Yeah. I don't think that was our best-ofs episode.
0: But I don't sure. remember, no. Um, we called it Aspocalypse. <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> that was like one of our first 20 episodes. Right? Yeah, yeah. We were, we were always doing boobs <laughs> Ass- and butts
1: <laughs> in the names.
2: Now that I think about it, it might have been the same show, but I'm not Sure. It probably wasn't funny in hindsight. <laughs> Maybe I do remember on New Year's that Mike told me that 2013 was going to be a great year. I really believed in him at that time because you know he had had a baby and things were all good. I am sure I will roll into fatherhood with little to no problems. We shall see. We shall see. Ed wow, year.
0: that was a that was that was a heavy write-up, man. Dear God,
2: I had no idea how fucking heavy it got.
0: Yeah. So anyway. You okay?
2: <laughs> I'm angry now.
0: <laughs> are you? Are you really?
2: Do you want to stop? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm okay, good. I'm fine. I'm just, uh, I'm just processing
0: emotions. Okay. Cool. How did,
2: how did I view? How, how was I viewed at that time? I'm sure we can. Go I remember back trying
0: to, the... to talk to you about your dad because mm-hmm. you seemed like you were pushing me away, like you didn't want to mm. talk to me about it when you got when you came back. I think
2: I'm pretty sure we talked about it on the podcast too. A little bit though, I, but I it wasn't told like the entire a, story in like mid-November of 2012.
0: I'd have to listen to that episode yeah. if it was existent, but I remember even like off air, like I remember trying to ask you if you were okay and if you needed to talk about it. Or I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, was, I I I think I even tried to like relate my relationship with my dad to mm. you too because, okay. I, you know, because prior to him passing away, like he wasn't ever anyone that you ever brought up. He wasn't right. someone that you ever talked about. I or,
2: hadn't even seen him since... We were barely in the band in 2008. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't. I can't even count how many times I talked to him. Just maybe birthdays and Christmases.
0: Yeah. So I guess I just kind of trusted you to, you know, to open up whenever you were ready. I suppose.
2: Right. Yeah. And I'll save it.
0: You, you'll save it for essentials. At, yeah, skinny essentials. There <laughs> it is. In May of
2: 2018. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe I'll, I'll. I can get more into my processing of that. Um. But no, the weird thing is, you know, when you're driving to work. And you're trying to have a normal day and your dad mm. dies and you, you're just like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> do I go home? Do I go to work? I, I, didn't I mean, even you got know. that bereavement time. You can take it. <laughs> I had no, I didn't even, I'd never used bereavement time before. So yeah. I had no idea how to like call up and say like, I I like to plead bereavement. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I had no idea. So yeah, yeah. luckily my job was understandable and oh, yeah. I like, just get the fuck out of here. like. Come back whenever you want. Yeah, dude. You get five days because it's over 300 miles distance. Come back when you're not a patient. So that was, I believe that was on a Tuesday? No, it was on a Wednesday because it was the day after the election hmm. that he, he died that night of the election. Okay. And then it was a Wednesday. So he realized
0: Obama was going to win again, so he was like, I'm not living in this world anymore. That's, that's what all of his siblings thought. <laughs> okay. Uh, <and> the jokes <laughs> that they like to make.
2: Cool. Um, but so it was Wednesday. I voted and then, for McCain. <laughs> Normally off on Fridays, and yeah. so I just I came back to work that following Monday. Yeah, and they were like, "Why are you back already?" I'm like, "What else am I going to do?" Briefing's but, only three days. <laughs> well, I got
0: five days. Oh, you have five and days. I have
2: like vacation time. I can oh, take oh sure. More. It was like, well, all, everything's in in Ohio. I yeah. brought back the like my stepmom was just like, "Take whatever you want," and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I'll take these pictures and and I I, I won't I'll leave his uh, custody documents from him and my mom that. We're not very fun to read.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, what, you're not going to need it. I know.
2: Right. I, I remember talking about that on the podcast. I remember that I too. Read that when like the quotes in there was just like, tell him that I died. <laughs> <laughs>
0: tell him that I died. Right. Whoa. Cause
2: he apparently had no desire to be a dad after the divorce. Wow. Um, so tell that was, him
0: that I died. That
2: was nice of him to try <laughs> in the years after. Wow. <laughs> um, so I was like, I remember reading that cause he had told me years before when I die, you know, you could have my briefcase and he gave me the combination to it. Mm-hmm. So I was always in the back of my head was like, I got to go find that briefcase. And I was like, Oh, that was, that was years ago. Like that briefcase wouldn't be around still. And then I go into like his back bedroom and there's this briefcase just sitting right there. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, and it was the same briefcase that he had had back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So I opened it and I was like, well, this is a bunch of junk. And then I'm like, Oh, court documents. Oh, this is interesting.
0: Okay. turns out he wasn't my
2: real dad. turns out that he was kind of a dick. Like, okay. <laughs> Back in the
0: '80s. Why was that so important for you to have? I don't know. I just I'm like
2: I'm not going to take these with me. Yeah, I'm, I'll leave them here and let what his an odd his thing. Wife deal with them because I don't want anything that's in here. There's every
0: like- movie though that I've ever seen that has like a long lost parent in their briefcase or their bag <laughs> right. or something. There's always a secret compartment that has like subway tokens that right. you have to go and do on a certain subway at a certain time <laughs> it wasn't and then anything a, interesting. a secret like subway comes out from the floor. <laughs> there was
2: like 75 business cards tied together with a rubber band in there.
0: <laughs> so there probably was no secret subway tokens. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there was nothing of importance in there. And I, it was going to mm. look really weird if I was like leaving my stepmom's house and they're like, okay, I got everything I need. <laughs> so I was just like, I can't just like sneak out with this briefcase. This isn't gonna work. Yeah. So I, I just left it and was like, you know, I don't, I don't need to read anymore. Yeah, yeah. And and be even more upset about anything from nineteen eighty six. If I were in your shoes, I'd be upset too, dude. No. Yeah. And then I learned later all the freaking financial problems that he made my mom go through through the years, and that he's a complicated in man. And, and in, Yeah, made more sense why Pam was so pissed at me because I idolized him and I was in turn costing her tons of money that she was having to help my mom pay back. Oh, my. (laughs) My dad wasn't paying back.
0: Oh, wow. So,
1: you know,
2: there's a lot of feelings there.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? You can can hang your head high knowing that you are not like him and you are going to provide your children with a much better childhood than you had. I made it
2: past the five-year and six-month mark.
0: There you go. Barely. (laughs) Just barely. So
2: close to it not. Tell Eleanor (laughs) that I died. (laughs) (laughs) Iris won't remember
1: me. Just tell (laughs) Eleanor that I died.
2: (laughs) It was really weird in November of last year realizing that that was the age that Eleanor turned. Mm -hmm. when That was the age that I was when my parents broke up. Mm -hmm. And in December, which I may or may not talk about on the podcast when we get to 2018... Uh, things were not, things did not go so hot. Mm. Um, I'll tell that story maybe to Mike later today, but to the podcast world in 2018 when we get there. Okay. Um, it was, it it wasn't pretty. Again, whatever
0: you're comfortable, man.
2: (laughs) So anyway, thank you for trying to talk to me at least. Oh, it's
0: fine. (laughs) I mean, you're, 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 you're like my brother and I love you and I always want to make sure that you're okay. So you're mentally stable brother. You're mentally stable. brother. Yes. (laughs) The one who doesn't. But you take you in his car and go look for hookers and CD. Oh, I yeah. am. <laughs> well,
2: I was saying more. You know, you're mentally stable. Oh, sure. As well. Yeah, I've tried wine. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like wine too much either. So, so should we move on because like there's, yeah, there's so I was about to say at the
0: end year. of 2012, you and I are sort of like an emotionally and kind of like a low place, and that kind of yes. goes in hand. With the music as well, because Boy this year it. sucked for music, dude. <laughs> I feel like my top ten are pretty solid. My top ten are fine. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, what do, I, what, I enjoy what, what, them. What do we want to talk about first? Well, sh- should we talk about the
2: worst and go from there?
0: Yeah, let's go with the worst. Um, I have eighteen albums that I decided are like the worst of twenty twelve. Okay. I listened to eighty three albums wow. altogether. I had forty nine. Forty nine? Yes. Oh, Not wow. including EPs. Okay. But the the entire day to remember. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't make it. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to start with number one here. Uh, uh, Memphis May Fire with Challenger. Oh. What a- Horse that was shit. That was my number two worst. Yeah, F- number forty
2: eight out of forty nine. Oh my gosh, it's pretty awful. It's uh, only 0. .9 percentage points better
0: than my worst. Again, we got a a, a great write up from our <laughs> listener Daniel here. Yes, and because uh, like Daniel said, the Hollow was a pretty good album. The Hollow was a pretty decent album. The Challenger just fucking ruins everything. When 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 Matty Mullins realized that people listen to his music and and revere him as a god. They, uh,
2: Mixed he in with some slut shaming.
0: With some slut shaming and with the fact that you know he, his pseudo religious platitudes. Yes. Like, oh my God, he's like, "Fuck you, Maddie Mullins." Fuck, him Fuck you. Nobody likes you anymore. Oh my God, yeah. So uh, uh, you know, according to Daniel, and therefore according to all of the fans, right. "Challenger by Memphis May Fire" yes. is the worst album of the year. Worst album. But for me, by just point nine percentage points
2: worse. Every time I die. Oh, ex lives. lives lives whatever <laughs> it live. might be. Still not sure what the one song was, but it was
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm super curious though about uh Daniel's number 36 is number 2 worst album of the year yes. uh by uh, the album the album's called Nine Lives from from Deuce. I think it's one dude mm. uh he was apparently the one of the singers in uh Hollywood Undead. Oh, okay. uh, there's a lot of stuff here that I'm just going to read off. The album is a mishmash of songs that sound like Swan Songs, which I guess was a Hollywood Undead album, want to be enemy, em, want to be Eminem tracks, and some of the grossest lyricism I've ever heard. I'm serious. Some of these songs make me want to take a shower, especially the opener and Freaky Now. Deuce, I take get a sex. Shower? Yeah, Deuce, <laughs> I get sex jams. Cause Swan songs had plenty of those that were fun, but I do not need songs about fucking barely legal girls <laughs> and in depth descriptions of anal. Oh, (laughs) so part of me is like prolapse core. (laughs) I will prolapse core. Part of me wants to like morbidly check out a couple of these songs because they sound hilarious, hilariously terrible. Yeah, I don't think I want
2: to waste my time with
0: it though. Nah, not not the whole album, of course. I mean, I'll I'll go listen to like a single or so. on a day that I go take a shower. Yes, because I need to take one anyway. In the shower. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, My number two, I put uh, mixtape one. By Jeff Rickley. Oh, dang. <laughs> That's pretty hardcore. It's pretty It's pretty bad, man. You don't like that one? I don't like any of Jeff Rickley's solo stuff. I don't like Mixtape 2, but I do like Mixtape 1. Yeah? What, what did, did you give it? it? Five out of six. Wow. I know. That's really good. <laughs> I remember
2: talking about it in 2012 and being surprised by well, it. Well, I
0: re-listened to it recently. And it's terrible? I didn't like a single thing mm, off it. Okay. You know, You know... No staying power. No staying power. It sounds like... An album that was written in a basement on an iPad. Oh, wait. It, it was. It was written in a basement an on iPhone. an iPad. It was iPhone. Or iPhone, whatever it was. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Jeff had like 20 minutes spare time in his life, so, so he's no. like, oh, I'm going to write an album. Write an album, baby. <laughs> People would
2: love it. He gave it away for free. so You did, yeah. It's not that bad. So I can't um, complain, really. But lest we forget the uh, trio of Uno Dos <laughs> Oh my! I did not listen to those. I know, but they, <coughs> Dose made it into my worst. It's my third worst. Were they the year. all
0: three relate, uh, released in 2012?
2: Yes. Wow. Uh, Trey is a four out of twelve. Mm. It's, it's my number three, or sorry, my number thirty-eight out of forty-nine. But it did not end up in my worst. And then uh, Uno was pretty terrible as well. Wow. So <laughs> um, yeah, Uno is my number thirty-two out of forty-nine. Wow. Goodness so, gracious. Yeah, I got. I got. Matchbox Twenty, <laughs> okay, <laughs> one of my favorite bands from the early two thousands. Uh, this was their final album, and it was pretty terrible. So, okay. Oh well. Wow. Um, the Muse album, Second
0: Law, mm. pretty terrible. I'm not familiar with that one. Okay. Don't I worry. Just, I just I just downloaded all of Muse's discography for my wife to be, this, she wanted to check it out. This album's pretty
2: bad. Okay. I can't really say much of it is that great, but there's good singles out there. Okay. Definitely good singles. Um, then we got the first album from secrets ah the, the ascent <laughs> the ascent
0: i that's my number 44 out of 49 this overproduced Ugh. garbage vomit it's like everything wrong with rise core band
2: it's produced by the guitar player from a day to remember mm. that's interesting on this his was,
0: ipad this is uh lead singer number one
2: yes of three <laughs> this is his only album with the band and then i had you blew it and then i had silverstein short songs Okay. I don't like that album at all. I, I just gave it a whatever. That's pretty much what I filmed. Um, Axe Wound. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, this was the side project band that the lead singer from Bullet for My Valentine was in. Oh, okay. Matt Tuck. And okay. And then Liam Cormier from Bat Cancer. Oh. They did kind of like a super hardcore, slightly arena rock Album that was pretty terrible. Sounds <laughs> like butt Rock. It 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 was worse than butt Rock. Okay, it was a lot of screaming. Nice, <laughs> nice. And then to round it all off, Soundgarden's final album. Oh no, <laughs> uh King Animal. Mm. Still one of the worst of the year. But you know, my number ten
0: worst. I know.
1: They had,
2: they had an album. <laughs> they had an album. We were hoping for something better. Luckily, we got a really good solo album from Chris Cornell. In 2015, but in 2012 we were all hyped for this.
0: You went on like, and do many different things.
2: Right, many different things. We'll talk about that in 2017. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get there. Anyway, it was, uh, the, it's it's like this is like the worst of the worst of this decade. Sure. I feel like these ten albums right here. Yeah, dude. But,
0: number 2012 is I, I'm even my top ten best albums. Like I'm struggling to even mm. like well. Does that really deserve a, a top 10 spot? And really. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> My number three worst album, What Happened by Kurt Travis. Oh, yeah. That was pretty Ugh. bad. I gave that a three out of six. What a poo. What a Did you re-listen to it? No,
2: because it's it's not worth
0: it. I bet you it'd be lower. <laughs> lower than three. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bright Black Heaven by Black Ch- Audio. Oh,
2: yeah. I never listened to that
0: one. Yeah. Do you like do you like boring electronic? I keep on thinking I should albums? listen
2: to them, but if, if it's just yeah. going to be as boring as Extremist was. It's
0: imagine Extremist should. but on a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and less screaming. And less screaming. Yeah. Uh let's see. Okay. Number 5 Verbal by the Used. Oh yeah. This ma- mis- masterpiece of 17 songs.
2: No, that was only 12 songs.
0: Oh, whatever. The Canyon was was 17 songs. That was just last year. You've already forgotten. This feels like (laughs) 17 songs long. That's
2: my number 35 of the year. Oh, man. Nothing
0: nothing really redeemable on this one.
2: I like a couple of tracks, but uh, whatever's... Miss, uh, Miss May
0: I is right above that one for me. Ooh, at yeah.
2: heart, their best album. Their <laughs> best album. You're right.
0: Yep. Uh, the Ascent by Secrets is my number six. Arf. Born to Die by Lana Del Rey. Mm. You know, it's a great way to want to kill yourself if you way. want to ever, If you ever want to like overdose on a bunch of medication, put on Born to Die by mm. Lana Del Rey. You'll get knocked out immediately. You won't feel any pain. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, X Lives by Every Time I Die. Great way to do it. Eight. Too. <laughs> Neck of the Woods by Silver Sun Pickups, man, I was so stoked on Silver Sun Pickups because their first two albums are legit, great. Legit. This is the first time I was I, one of the first times I ever felt betrayed by a band. <laughs> okay, oh, such such high high hopes for a living, and like they just, it, it, it sounds like they literally farted an album out. Boring shit boring Number 10 I put shit. At Heart by Miss May. Still their best album Still their best album Whatever I never want to listen to it again uh, there's, best album. there's other albums That I put as as Some of the worst of the year "Evolve" by Chelsea Grin For all those falling uh, Outspoken The Ghost Inside Get what you give Oh yeah Periphery <laughs> This time it's personal uh, uh, Ghost Inside was number 31 On my list Of course it is Adam <laughs> Of course it is uh, The Word Alive With Life s- Cycles Seven legs <laughs> <laughs> they have seven legs in that band Think about it uh, Sorry, Life Cycles what, what was, by The Word Alive
2: The Word Alive Well, you know where, how I feel about that one mm. Still my number three album of the year Oh, You and
0: Daniel hate Still? that album Still?
2: Well, you don't hate it But Daniel really hates it Sure I That's the only one I like from them now it, It's kind really of, sad
0: Yeah, it kind of is <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe back in 2012 It was like, okay Especially with how weak that year was With mm-hmm. music releases I think, you know I think we gave it a pass because oh sure yes thank you Word Alive for no. some energetic music I don't think I even listened to it until 2014 but yeah uh, probably yeah. it was still like still pretty when we solid were going album. to Word Alive shows when we went to the Word Alive show a album. Word Alive show yes, yes. Uh, uh, let's the see Word Alive show. Violent Waves by Circus Survive Ooh. I was very close to putting this in top 10 worst albums of the year yeah it's one of the most boring albums I've ever listened to in my life
2: for me it's a 50-50 number 28 on the list I
0: like the song Suitcase which track is that? It's a
2: single. I know the last song in the album is really good. Okay. But that one's
1: probably fine. But
0: this was
2: like the, the, the heroin days. Uh, more so than the true. census was, I think. Yeah.
0: I would imagine they were using heroin just underground at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh August Burns Red August Burns Red with August Burns Red presents Sledding Hill. Oh god. Their Christmas album. Yep, there it All is. Right. I couldn't even give it a number. That was your number one I, worst.
2: I, I put it in my honorable mention EPs okay. because of the the musical gifts that all of them sure. have. But I can't fucking stand that album. <laughs> that
0: album is horseshit. But you know what? Disneyland likes it.
2: Dashing through the
0: snow. <laughs> they 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 play they they actually have some uh, during the Christmas parades. Uh, I can't remember what float it is, but when the float passes by, they have August Burns Red sledding hill playing. Uh, and finally, uh, Vital by Anne Berlin. It's just. Both so boring. I, I know you stage. hate that album. That's like my second favorite Anne Berlin album. I I, I just think Anne Berlin just got more and more boring throughout their career. It's my number nineteen. I'm sorry. Um. All right. Is
2: that it for your middle? I of the think road? that's it for for that. Well, for rounding it out for me, I got we got some you know as I lay dying, their final album. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish. Uh, we got some tenacious D at number thirty and twenty nine respectively. Okay. Tenacious D, not the best. No, right, they did them. have a. Double, dual album, right? Rise of the Phoenix. Um, the Hope EP was on here. The worst of the three. Mm. I gave it a four out of eight. Okay. Um, Capture the Crown that is the weakest. The weakest we of them. We were introduced to Capture the Crown till death.
0: Seven out of thirteen. Crabcore, according to Daniel. It is. It is Crabcore, but it's entertaining Core. and okay. I, I, I agree with his assessment. He put that at his number fifteen. Yes. Uh, yeah. They, they. They kind of. They can—they're kind, of, kind of like a more entertaining attack. Attack. Yes,
2: I would have to go with that. Um, way down on my list, number thirty-seven was the final album I will ever listen to from the Dave Matthews Band. Oh no! Away from the world. I was a big Dave Matthews fan back in the early aughts.
1: Sure. Um, this Every album came
2: out. Day. This album came out, and no, and they haven't released an album since. Mm. so i guess that was probably a good thing for them probably um but i gave it a four out of 11 i can remember listening to that one in the airport getting ready to fly on a plane to cleveland okay not fun i wouldn't recommend it (laughs) maybe you just
0: have bad maybe you just have maybe you just associate that with negative negative no because
2: i was also listening to the dead rabbits that week and i really like that ep
0: where's the dead rabbits you ask oh um God, it's not on my list. How did that happen? Oh, no. Was it a 2011 album? No, it was was 2012. Really?
2: Oh, wait. You know what? I put it under the albums. Dead Rabbits, Edge of Reality EP. Six out of nine, just because it had so many songs. Yeah. It can't be an EP. Yeah. More than eight, I think, counts, right? (laughs) It's hard hard to keep track of it. Is
0: that nine with bonus tracks?
2: I don't think so. I think number nine is... This is Halloween. This is Halloween.
0: That's a bonus Halloween. track.
2: Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I went into a trance there for a second. Um, Crown, Crown the Empire is right next to Capture the Crown on my list. Of course, it can is. you imagine? <laughs> you don't even know which one's which. <laughs> What's oh, the name of that album? The Fallout.
0: Okay, that's the one that's okay. Living Things by Lincoln Park. Ah, oh. yes, that one is. Yeah, where where are you on that album? Six out of eleven. Six out of eleven. It's 11? on their way up. Yeah, kind of experimental for them, more so than usual. Yes, uh, you know from their minutes to midnight
2: days on. Up. Yes, because a thousand suns was this album before that, and that right. one's really weird.
0: That one is very so. weird. Yeah, so they're kind of going back to like the minutes to midnight sound. Right. In 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 that one, but uh, yeah. I'd say it's a win.
2: A Thousand Sons was like 15 tracks, but only nine songs. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is a speech from Martin Luther King. You know? They were going <laughs> weird. Um, the Milo Green album. I remember you bringing that up as one of your bests of the year.
0: Ah, and yes. I
2: listened to it and gave it a five out of nine. That's fine. On
0: re-listen, <laughs> again, it's fine. It's
2: fine. For the time it was. Yeah. We got some Garfunkel and Oats. Ooh. We got some Motionless and White. Oh, oh Infamous. Not too bad. Hailstorm. <laughs> I went through a little hailstorm phase You were, you were going through night. a phase. It's the only album from them I can stomach It's called Crush. Crying. It's not a phase. It's this a crush. strange case of Grammy Award winners. Mm. Hailstorm. <laughs> um, so that was my number 20. I already talked about Anne Berlin at 19. Go Radio. Close the Distance. Ooh. One of the best albums that they did of their four or five.
0: Jason Lancaster.
2: Being as an Ocean, number 17. Dear, That's, good, dear good? Dear Good. Their best album. I still feel
0: maybe, <laughs> maybe I haven't I haven't listened to their music in a while, so I have okay. to I have to revisit, revisit that. Next we got "Go" by Motion City Soundtrack. That say, that's a that's pretty good fine album. Nine yeah. out of
2: fourteen. Number fifteen, secret plot to destroy the entire universe.
0: Yeah, the only I don't reason know how we heard about that band,
2: <laughs> I saw it on Mike's computer. And I was like, that's an interesting name for a band. Tell me about them. Yeah. I bet they're like a super hardcore death metal band, right? Nope, they sure aren't.
0: Spoken word post-hardcore, baby.
2: They broke up after an album and an EP. Album. Yeah, an album and EP, right. So I gave it a six out of nine. It's called I Only Miss You When I Want To.
1: I only
2: miss you when I want to! It's still pretty good. I listened to it a couple of weeks
0: ago. It's pretty good. Yeah.
2: And then number 14 was The Dead Rabbits, my first introduction to to post-Bless the Fall Craig that I enjoyed. Yeah. And I was like, keep it up the good work, Craig. Yes, you this, can
0: do it. This is the music he wants to make, baby.
2: I remember listening to that one in Ohio when I was walking around in 40-degree weather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucking cold. But I like this album EP. It's the only thing that's sustaining my life force. I really enjoyed Daybreaker from Architects after that. Ah. They, this was on their way up. Before yeah. It came down slightly um 10 out of 14 for that one and then we got throwing it back old school p the v p the v that's a that's a callback to an earlier discussion in our podcast collide with the sky i'm surprised you have that so high up eight out of 11 i enjoy that album
0: very do i enjoy
2: any other albums from them
0: no oh (laughs) misadventures adam
2: that was so many years ago now,
0: that yeah, that was <laughs> four years ago twenty sixteen so sixteen yeah, okay,
2: still three years ago, and yeah. no no discussion of future music so. we have
0: to we have to let some time pass, so everyone forgets about Mikey Fuentes, I know
2: my number eleven album, thank you so much, Daniel, me without you,
0: ah, ten stories, it just barely did not make it. It didn't make my top ten, but I did put it above Clyde with the sky, even mm-hmm. though they're the same numbers. Ten Stories by Me Without You is, of course, Daniel, and then therefore all of the listeners' yes. favorite album. Yes. Congratulations, listeners! You did it. It's a great album. Yeah,
2: it really is. Now I know Daniel got more into the uh, lyrical themes, and I read all the lyrics to the album, and
0: it's a good concept. I, I, I like. I,
2: I, I struggle with picking up on the concept, but I'm also kind <laughs> of dense. A lot of blows to the head. Um, <laughs> so I didn't get too much more from it by reading the
0: lyrics, but you know i like the album a lot. it's it's one of those homework core kind of bands though homework you know core. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's it's a band that it that that's, that album especially is definitely an album where you get a lot more from it the more you understand the lyrical concepts and how each song mm-hmm. kind of how how each song kind of references one another yeah, and as album. a concept it's very successful but okay. i guess we'll talk about it in a few. I'm glad um, I'm glad that
2: Aaron wrote this album. If yes. He had said he didn't want to write this album, but it was good coming out of the whole we're all crazy, we're all yeah. a sandwich, we're all insane, we're all painting bread. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: um that was an interesting album, but ten stories brings it back up. Alright. In no particular order before I get to my top ten, I have Comfort. uh five other albums that just did not make the top ten. I will just call these honorable mentions. God the Smith it. Street Band yes sunshine and technology
2: guess what my number
0: is that your number 10
2: (gasps) this is not the updated list oh no well fuck me
0: well off the top of your head what would you what would you rank that that is a nine out of ten
2: whoa and i believe it is my number three album of the year good god i love it i listened to it again this this week and i'm like yep this this is fine at number three Mm -hmm. i'll take it very
0: nice uh Alexis on Fire with the Death Letter E P. Yes. It's kind of a uh soft rock, acoustic, rock kind of goodbye album EP from the band. Uh you know, we would never hear any more music until this year from them. Oh. Alexis is on fire is back, baby. They are. They're uh really back. Not just for, for reals this time. <laughs> they released two songs. We've we heard, them. heard them. We can't let that go ever. <laughs> Uh, the Epilogues with their album, Cinematics. Now, this is an album that really tries its best to sound like Manchester Orchestra. Mm. And I think successfully. I don't think this is an album that you're familiar with, but it's a very enjoyable listen. It's kind of like a very early career Manchester Orchestra with their own bit of Spend. aggression and flair. And and the, and the lead singer sounds exactly like Andy Hall, oh, okay. the lead singer of a Manchester it's Orchestra. plagiarism core. Plagiarism core. <laughs> <laughs> uh Age of Ignorance by Our Last Night. Yes. It my is current of, number 10 album. Okay. Not according to the list in front of me. God damn it. Well, I guess that's but, technically the 11th now since he put, since, um, no. Smith Street Band is your number three?
2: No. It's my currently number 10th, including Smith Street Band.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Don't mess up my head with math right now. <laughs> Sorry. Apparently <laughs> it's he's dense. I very <laughs> difficult math, not simple math. Uh, yeah, so Age of Ignorance, uh, it's one of their strongest albums. Innocence. This is the age of ignorance. This is age of ignorance. Hey, am I bro? an idiot? God, Did you put innocence? I put innocence. Oh, okay. in, in,
2: innocence and inspiration. Adam, <laughs> ignorance and inspiration.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, Adam is trying to prove himself right by saying all these dense things. Guess so. Uh, and finally, uh, just barely not making it the top ten. Uh, chasing ghosts. Oh, by the Amity Affliction. You kicked it out. I kicked it out. It Was in your top ten. Get out of here. the What Amity do you Affliction. not like about that album? I like that album a lot, Adam. Milo
2: Green is in your top ten. I'm gonna be very upset. <laughs> it's not
0: okay. <laughs> it very much isn't. Um, this is. It's an album. It's a very strong album from the band. But um, I also, well, again, I, I like. At least for my own personal taste, I like ten more albums before this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is also an album that like they're starting to. Perfect their formula. Yes. They're kind okay. of step almost, away. And then they perfected it on Let the Ocean Take Me. They did. So it's almost there and then they stay there for another album <laughs> to less successful yes. attempts. Yes. But um but yeah, this is a, a solid album, especially if you like uh, you know, Young Bloods and the previous albums. Right. It doesn't there's, have
2: there's no like Never Alone or or uh, let the or whatever the other song is that you don't sure, like. <laughs> but I mean it has this be um, heartbreak. It doesn't have any of those pop ditties, but it has um, um, uh, Street Blues. No, yeah, Bonnie and perhaps Blue Ribbon on Ice. Yeah, some and of the Jeff best songs sucks that they've six, ever written. Six six
0: six. Yes, but also they have that song that you don't like, Open Letter. Yeah, yeah, you hate that song. That's um, one of two. Sure, <laughs> but <laughs> that, is is that like the um, the uh, let. No. No? That's no the, it's not as cringy like as the other two?
2: I, I just find that song not Never very Hello. interesting. It's okay. that, there's no hook in it. The hook is... is If you say, this is my open letter, then you're wrong. No, no, no. <laughs> it's the chorus, it's the Aaron part. Um,
0: I'm not
1: searching the
0: sky
1: Oh, yeah. For a like reason that hook. to live I just left. don't like
2: that hook. Like but it. that's my number eight album of the year. Cool. You already shat upon it. I didn't you're mean. Number 11. I wasn't shitting it. You're 11,
0: my 8... That's 3 spots away. Everybody's wrong. <laughs> well, I guess I'll talk about my number 10, uh, Go for it. of Monsters and Men. My head is an animal. It is an animal. It is an animal. Now, yes. there's a weird like uh, release date disparity between this because it, it was officially released in Iceland in 2011, oh. but worldwide 2012, so okay. we're just counted as a 2012 album. I think that's, that's when fair. the world heard it.
2: Iceland is not a real place. Iceland it's very nice. It's
0: very nice. <laughs> Greenland is covered in ice. I'm just saying it's, Bombay. Not,
2: it's not a real place. No. It exists in our minds. That's <laughs> true.
0: It's, a, it's not even on any maps. Don't
2: look. Nope. <laughs> Don't look at it. Especially those, Just take our word for it. Especially those round globes. It doesn't exist on there. It's a flat
0: earth. Well, it's a flat earth, yeah. yeah. You can just take it out whenever you want. Yeah, you know, man. What a very... It's good. Very enjoyable, listenable... Um, you know, A lot of these songs are very mainstream pop ditties but they're done in a way that it's, that it's not kind of pandering to the audience mm. it is it yes. is it is their very enjoyable love songs they're very they have a very unique um, indie flair to their sound despite being released by Warner Brothers
2: See, I put them on my num- my 2011 list Yeah, just so, for that reason I Yeah, if,
0: if you would have looked them up the, I think the, the release date that you would have come up with was 2011 <laughs> which is why I didn't talk about them because Iceland
2: that is there. a real place and we need to honor the heritage right. of the good people remember Iceland. Greenland
0: is covered in ice <laughs> and Iceland
2: is very nice and when the Vikings came to Iceland <laughs> and saw all the attractive natives yeah. they couldn't help but bang the shit out of all of them
0: yes remember the Vikings had very good taste in women
2: <laughs> That's why <laughs> That's why Bjork is so hot. <laughs> Bjork is
1: amazing. <laughs> Bjork <All right>. core.
2: <laughs> well, I guess since I have to push everything down one, um I put Further Seems Forever, Penny Black, at my mm. number eleven. Very nice. And that puts, Good choice. That puts everything I said earlier down one spot.
0: Take for, that. For those of you who score at home. <laughs>
2: anyway, I'll add Smith Street Band to the Binder later.
0: Yes. Penny Black was a great uh, follow up to 2011's Dashboard Confessional album, which is. You mean 2009's nine's the Dashboard? Ending. Yeah, Alter the Ending, yes. which is. Yeah, I feel like this was a great spiritual successor to that album because, you know, very famously uh, or infamously, Chris Carrabba said that the acoustic version of Alter the Ending was, his, was right. the correct version. The correct version. Fuck but- you. <laughs> That's okay. Whatever. I could do with it. It's his music. I'm, I'm, we'll <laughs> let him say whatever. How dare he wants you about. judge your music, scrub? I'm entitled thing. to your your music opinions.
2: We're the fans. You're just the Not honest. you. So, um yeah, did uh Further Seems Forever, what was their album prior to this? I don't,
0: I don't remember what the album prior is, but it def- definitely did not have Chris Caraba in it. No. No yeah this is a this is a return for him. I think they
2: might have had like two thousand eight was hide nothing but I'm not yes, and they just
0: either. kind of went on a little bit of a break and then it decided oh 20, 2012 now it's the time yeah, to just bring like Chris grabbb back and just start like out an they, album and
2: they've been on a break ever since yeah this <laughs> the last album except for self help in twenty sixteen
0: where they brought back
2: another previous singer from the two thousand three album, yeah, does that set your friends on fire or is that the name of the album? <laughs> How to start a fire. Start a fire, I think. How to start saying. a friendly fire.
0: <laughs> How to set your friends friendly on a fire. Yes. <laughs> friendly <laughs> on fire. Alright, so top ten. I'm very excited because last time we did
2: this, you had everything in non numerical order. Yes. This time I, I very much
0: I very much haphazardly <laughs> Just threw stuff together and and you I kicked just talked on, the, Yeah. Sorry. I talked about it in alphabetical order or yes. something like that.
2: And so you kicked one album off the list. Yeah. Chasing Ghosts is gone. Chasing Ghosts, I'm excited to see what will become of it.
0: Well, let's see. Well, I took my number about my number 10. My number 9, In Fear and Faith. Oh. The final album by In Fear and Faith. There's a lot
2: of final albums on this list, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. Um, so, Fear and Faith is my number 7.
0: Nice. I dude. love that album. And that is a good return to form for them. And, again, this is also the lead singer. The, the, the screamer of the band was not on this third album. The right. lead, the clean singer, was the one doing both the vo- uh, both the clean and the unclean vocals for this. Right. The songwriting, That's fucking dope,
2: has stepped I l- up. I listened to this album in Cleveland. Nice. <laughs> that, that lovely week I was there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I, I still love it. I mean, and to- it all comes out as my favorite song on there.
0: Yeah. And I'll tell you what number it is later. <laughs> to think that their piano interlude. Would be one of the best songs oh, they've God. ever written. That's right. I forgot the name of that one. Oh my gosh, that's such a good song, and it's in its placed perfectly in the album, where it kind of, where, where we need a, we we have a much needed break from such the aggression of the first half. Yes. But we also need that break, and it also leads into the next song so perfectly. It sure does. Damn, what a great album! Such a shame that we're never going to hear from this band ever again. So that's number ten. Number nine. Number nine. Yeah. Sorry, what was number ten? Of, of of Monsters and Men. Gotcha.
2: Okay. Um So that... I have Age of Ignorance. Ignorance. I innocence. That innocence. That's
1: so <laughs> weird. Innocence and Inspiration <laughs> by Our Last Night, yeah.
2: So that's my number 10. <clears throat> After that, we got Babel. Babel! Babel is M- still from Mumford and Sons. A really good album. M- Mr. Mumford. Mr. Mumford and His Sons. Yeah. I gave it a 12 out of 15. What it's an long. What enjoyable album. Yeah,
0: it yes. is kind of long, but... Is this is in it- your top 10? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. Okay, we're going down the list on mics. So. <laughs> but it it it, bree- it it breezes through, really. It's paced really well, too. Yes. It doesn't feel like a 15-track album no, at all. Weirdly enough. Yeah. Got a
2: nice little cover from uh, a Paul Simon cover. Yeah, yeah. Just the whores on 7th Avenue. Mm-hmm. I can't do it in his voice. Um. So Mr. Mumford was number nine. Number eight is Chasing Ghosts. Chasing Ghosts. As we discussed. Yeah. The proper placement the proper apparently. Placement. <laughs> um I think this was the first album like they were they were on this album when I got into them. Yes. When we started like it was before Let the Ocean Take Me came out that I started right. listening to it. Because so we got
0: hyped on that because, you know, you your excitement for this band and how you were quickly falling in love with them. Because Severed Ties and Youngbloods obviously <clears throat>
2: yeah. now are in my top one hundred right. albums. Um Chasing Ghosts was a big step down. I felt like yes. oh, Roadrunner. Ew!
0: It does sound um, boring. It, it does. It, it's missing some of that young excitement the band had in the early days. It okay. does have that little too crisp, a little too clean kind of production from it. But Even though the songs are
2: really, really well done, can't go wrong with R.I.P. Bond. R.I.P. Bond. We got some past Jeff blue Suck. ribbon on ice. Jeff sucks. Six six six. Jeff sucks.
0: Bondi Street Blues, perfect way to end of that of album. Some of the greatest too, songs that they've ever done.
2: Yeah, uh, my number seven album. You Inf- probably
0: have never heard Bondi Street Blues, Bondi St Blues live, huh? No, mm, they never such played a shame. It live since the shows we've been. Uh, then I said,
2: "In Fear and Faith" was number seven. Number six, The Killers with Battleborn. ah, the, the dark horse of them all. Yeah, I know you. You finally listened to it. Yeah, in twenty. 20- Eighteen, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and I really enjoyed that album. It's yeah, fucking dope. Yeah, uh, it's the, it's the only Killers album you really need to listen to. I think that's true. Besides, maybe their
0: first, no, first and second ones are pretty. Coming good. Coming out of my cage, and I've been doing just fine.
2: And the one after that, yeah, that I is, don't remember when, the name. when you were young on it. I can't yeah. remember, remember the name of that album. That's a really good album as well. Um, so after the Killers, we had Inter Shikari. <gasps>
0: I love that album, man. A flash flood of color. How much do I love that album? 11 out of 13. That sounds about right. 84.6%. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my number
1: five.
2: My number four is Life Cycles by The River Lime. It was my number two. Wow. Other things have come. No, wow. Number. Th- it, w- it was once that high. Mm-hmm. It's a 13 out of 15. I really, really, really like that album. Man. Wow, that's very and interesting. I hate that nobody else does in this echo chamber. Yeah, of, of our podcast, but that's fine. I will be the lone standout.
0: That's fine. Yeah, because
2: I don't like much else
0: <laughs> beyond that. <laughs> yes, they did. They, 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 they it, you're right though. It is, it is kind of like the the, the standout album for them. I would um, it, I hope it, so. <laughs> yeah, the ones before you can tell that they're, they're they haven't really found their sound. The ones after you can just tell you can, they're just they're just dicking around trying to mm-hmm. find something new. So they don't. They're not stuck yeah, in this violent bio. noise and. Waves, yeah. and Dark Lives Matter. And Real. Real, oh God. Real is so bad. Real is, wow. You know, Real, I, I, at least they, I, I think I was telling you this in the car one time, but like, Real, at least you can tell they were trying to make a good album. I guess. Darker, ma- Dark Matters, mm-hmm. just sucks. It kind of does. Ugh.
2: So, you know, I listened to our podcast when we went to the show and reviewed Real and we were we were saying the same things back then. Sure, that we were about it now. Yeah, <laughs> so, eh. um, my number three album, Smith Street Band. Smith Street Band. I really like Sunshine and Technology. Yeah, I know it, it wasn't in Daniel's top ten. Right, but it was somewhere in his top twenty. He was the one who introduced us to that oh, band, didn't he? I love the jolliness. I love the you know, you know.
1: Da 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 yeah. da 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 <laughs> da. It's got. It's got
0: <laughs> It's got good uh, vocalizations in I it know. for sure. Yeah, it's and very, it's very much a fun album too mm-hmm. to listen to. It's it's very unique in the in the in the batch of albums that yes. we normally listen to.
2: After you listen to his ex girlfriend's band and I'm, I'm hard things. out on that. Band <laughs> but he was also at least at this point in 2012, he was like 21 years old. Yeah, and so you're like listening to it with that with that adolescent kind of life, like oh life should be wonderful. And, yeah we are born with everything we need yeah <laughs> and you know all of that optimism and youthful enthusiasm and you're just like ha, 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 you're an idiot but i love your album
0: <laughs> good luck with life if you guys like video game podcast lead singer of uh this Smith Street Band was recently on a video game podcast called in Australia called mm. Filthy Casuals. Mm. It was a great episode. It was good. Okay. I had no idea that he was such a big gamer, so now I love him even more. So, he is a very large man. So he's a very sense, large man, yeah. It makes sense <laughs> that
2: he would sit on his large man butt and play video games for hours on end. My number two, Mike. Oh, what could it be? Who else could it be? Come on.
0: It's, it's if it's not Brian men- Fallon, who's it going to be, Mike? The Menzingers. The Menzingers. On the, on the incredible On the Impossible Past. I got that one right. <laughs> on the Ignorant Past.
2: Such... This was like the, the album that hooked me with them. When sure. We, when we finally listened to them in early 2015. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, where has this band been all my life? I went backwards from this band, so Rented World was it for that me. That was the first one. Yeah. I went forwards, and of course, Abuse of Technology, whatever that one was, is bland. Fine. Yeah. Chamberlain Waits, obviously, one of my top ten albums of 2010. Correct. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting this. On The Impossible Past, it was like, oh shit, they yeah. really fucked it up
0: on this this is, this is a good example of a band that, like, that trends upwards yes. with their music. They just yes. get better and better with each release. So we got some Mexican
2: guitars, one of the best songs ever. Um, we got some Gates, one of the best songs ever. Mm-hmm. Um, Menzies, Menzies, I think that's all I got on here for that album. Because, you know, another album kind of took up some time. On oh, my your favorite album list. from this band? Um, You know, my number four <laughs> album of all, <laughs> all time. time. Handwritten right. by Gaslit. So I listened to this album a lot in late late part of the year. Mm-hmm. It clicked with me. It seared into my soul. I can mm-hmm. remember standing in the Dallas airport waiting to get on the plane, listening to Keepsake and being like, Oh God, my dad just died. This is about... Wanting to know who your father is, right? Yeah, <laughs> like okay, it's not exactly what I'm going through right now, but I like this album and this band so a lot.
0: Even though you agree that American slang is like the most personally resonant with you, yes. Why do you, on a I guess technically, like handwritten more than I don't uh, American know. slang? I don't know. Hmm. I just I as a collective, I like the songs
2: better. Okay, because like there's a few tracks on American slang where I'm just kind of like. I like them, but they're not like, yeah. yeah. Like a collective of 12 tracks of handwritten are great. Okay, I can listen to this, and there's no theme. I sense yeah, the they're theme just, yeah, they're just American uh, slang.
0: Yeah, you're very much right there. You can tell that there's some sort of underlying story in, under, yeah. in American slang. And I think personally I like American slang more than I like handwritten. Mm-hmm. Not that handwritten is a bad album at all. But um, it might be. We'll we can see where it falls on the list. <laughs> number eleven, right where belongs. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think because American slang has those underlying themes mm-hmm. that I, I think I, I resonate with it. And of course, because uh, Skinny Essentials right. episode two. But because um, I mean, American slang is my number
2: seven album of all time. Right. And those six albums ahead of it, like, are just a, a, I feel a better collective of songs. Okay. That resonated with me, including, you know, to find the great line and yeah. um, Devil and God and all those kinds of things. Absolutely, and <clears throat> sleepwalkers. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, like that, that. That's the only place I put it because even like American slang, the track. Mm-hmm. Just like well, it's, it's fine. Good, I like it a lot. Yeah, and but it's it's not like a hit you in the gut kind of thing the way that handwritten is like
0: consistently hit you in the gut yeah, with handwritten everything. like even starts like big and bombastic with forty five and it's just whoa because it's just oh like even right reading, away
2: reading Daniel's description of this where he put it at number three right and he put here comes my man mm. as his standout track which is not on my best songs list okay. for this album even though. I love that song, and it just just reading the title and having the song play back in my head, I was like, "Oh God, such a good song." Mm-hmm. Um, I can still pick twelve that are better than it for the year, but it's like it's it's so beautifully written in that backward sense of things. It's you know all of just just from the girl's perspective. Yeah. Finally, it's about her. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Finally, we get her side of the story. Yes. Daniel wrote something here that was that that resonated with me, like Brian. Uh, mostly talks about love and heartbreak, but it never sounds forced. It's always genuine. It's interesting because we can get sick. You can get sick of sad breakup songs yeah. after a
2: while, but it doesn't seem to happen. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you're listening to this, you're like, I can put up with this for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it doesn't get old. It's weird.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's the magic of Brian Fallon's music is that he, he everything sounds natural. It's not something that you, there's a lot of love songs and breakup songs or even though you know that they're good songs you can always tell that they're forced they're manufactured they're yes. they're the the artist was trying to pull from maybe a fictional story or something that happened to a friend or a, a, something that happened yeah, long ago did. in the past and I'm, this isn't how I'm currently feeling right Brian found the secret is that he's always sad <laughs> except
2: when he's on stage and he's singing these songs and smiling. Yeah. It's very off. He hides it really well. <laughs> um, so of course, so of handwritten course, is why would I change one, anything right? about my list? Yeah. Except adding Smith Street onto this. Right. Um, but no, every time I listen to handwritten I'm always just like maybe I can I can pick at a flaw of this a little bit.
0: Yeah. Nope. I mean having Gaslight, Menzingers and uh and The Mystery Band as your top 3. Yep. I mean, that, that uh, that's a good chunk of, like, Adam's personality and, like, his overall music taste.
2: I think so. Yeah. I'd say all, all of these top ten are, like, it's, it's solid in a in a year that was
0: really, really bland a yeah. lot. I mean, so uh, it's a good thing that we had enough. Because I was even thinking back, like, oh, I'm not going to have enough to make top ten. But <laughs> thankfully we did. Uh, okay. Number ten for me, of course, next. of Monsters and Men, My Head is an Animal. Number nine, In Fear and Faith, with their last album, In Fear and Faith. Yes. Number eight, Penny Black. Ah, with a uh, uh, for the for was further fr- seems things First time
2: I was introduced to this band was mm-hmm. our original
0: old old 2012 list. Yeah, exactly. Uh I, that was on my original list too. Number 7 though on The Impossible Path right? You know. Uh The Menzingers. So yeah, album. not top 3 territory for me at least uh, for the Menzingers. Amazing album from this band of course. And uh again they're they're trending upward. The, yes. They're they're getting better and better with each release. What would their what would their next release be? Who knows? And beyond, and beyond, uh, number six, ten stories. Me without you. Oh, I love me wow. a good concept album. And good. even though the concept, at first list- even I'd say even first three listens, the concept of this album is pro- will probably go over most people's heads. But if you dig That's... deep and you start to actually pick a, pick away at it, this, these songs that are already well written. And well-paced and well-varied too, they become that much more um, lyrically re- re- resonant with you, whether you're religious or not. I think you can. St- I think I think you can still pick apart some of the messages of this album and kind of mm-hmm. apply it to your own life in in a, in a weird abstract way. It's interesting. It's good stuff. Very good stuff. Number five, Mr. Mumford and Babel. all of his sons with Babel. After all these years, mm-hmm. seven years later now, we're it's still, so good, is still in our top
2: 10. It's so good. <laughs> it's
0: so good. Yeah. Is it their best album?
2: I still say Sign No More. That's ooh, a perfect album. Okay. Because that, that's, that's in my top 100 albums close, of all time. It's yeah.
0: close. Number four. It's going to make a lot of people mad. Oh. Black Diamonds by Issues. Of course it is. There's nothing. That sounds like this album at all this entire In the history year. History of the world. This is the introduction to issues. Yes, it's an EP, and I'm going to fight you all on this. EPs <laughs> do matter. To some people, they do. <laughs> and we will just have to agree to disagree. Some albums are just more equal. <laughs> uh, but, wow, what a... On paper, uh, you know, a, a band that takes all the same instruments as Linkin Park from the Hybrid Theory days. <laughs> yes. And does DJ WikiWiki... Wiki with with some R and B and some rap elements, with some screaming and some singing and some, and dare I say, new metal butt rock mm, to, but some extent, to some extent, because some Franz shows up. But because Franz funny. shows up, I can't and it's
2: okay. Franz is in your top ten. It is
0: a riot, and then you call him a riot, and then you yeah. call him a assassin, and everybody's excited. Exactly. Um, uh, I mean, I mean he, who doesn't hear that? In, like <laughs> just as, like yes, top ten, top four material, Top right four <laughs> material. But no, dude, like, <laughs> just the excitement of. Of uh, uh, of issues and their music and the potential of what yes. can uh, of, of what they would go on to uh, write in the future. This is one I of have, those bands that you you keep giving. I don't know you you. Do I give them a painted at first and then you
2: it grows on you. It's one of the only bands that I see you change your opinion on the most. Yeah, like a tumor,
0: you know. <laughs> uh, number three comes a part of you, <laughs> a flash flood of color, of course, by the end by Enter Shikari. This is. One of my favorite best. albums of all time. This is their best their album. Their best. I don't think they're uh, going to do this album anything like this again. Lyrically, but, it's their best. Musically, it's their best. Conceptually, it's their best. Yep. Um, the way that the intro bleeds into the first song is so perfect. And their heavy-handed use of political metaphors, and not even just metaphors, just outright, fuck all borders, fuck all <laughs> fuck all flags, and fuck nationalities. Right. Um coming out of common dreads which is
1: like we all got to get together and yes. love
0: each other so much. <laughs> it's very much such an angry album but mm-hmm. um but well deserved and I think it earns its anger and earns its uh its message really well. Of course.
2: Number 2. Number 2. So we're down to I know the 2. You do. I do. How could I forget what your number one album of 2012 is? Well, then Handwritten
0: is my number two.
2: <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. Dude, You're uh, going like, to give four songs more power than Handwritten. You I understand. shut your I understand. heart. I understand. I
0: understand. It's a great EP. I really like Handwritten. There's no, I'm not going to take okay. anything away from Handwritten. You can't. Do I like American slang better?
1: Yes, I do like okay.
0: American slang better. Is do it in I your like, top
2: 100? No, but that's okay. <laughs>
0: that's fine. Whatever. We might have to. <laughs> I, I've, I Mike have, might have to redo his... What, top 100. I'm just <laughs> saying, if we ever in, <laughs> if we ever want to redo that again. I know. Um, but, but anyway, th- tell me it, about because handwritten was.
2: I don't know. This wasn't your first introduction to Gaslight. No, it wasn't. But it, 2012 it was, was, was your first introduction. Was <laughs> more or less, yeah, yeah. Because but 2012 was kind of your first introduction to them. Because well, I started listening to them and I guess so. Yeah, happy so. things.
0: Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, but handwritten was definitely not my first album. For okay. uh, Gaslight Anthem, it's not my favorite, um, but uh, but yeah, it's 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 damn good. The way it starts it starts with the bombast of forty five, yep. and it starts with handwritten. Right after that, yep. and, here comes and all, my man. Here comes uh, my man, and Mulholland Drive. Oh God, You gotta stop I'm talking. Going down, down. <laughs> gotta stop talking. Stop talking. You're gonna make me cry. Um, Keepsake. Oh God. Track five, <laughs> but it, it 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 does have that cleanness, which I think. It, Gaslight Anthem should not have. There's a there's a it's there's too polished. It's too. Where I, f- polished.
2: I feel in hindsight now that Get Hurt fell into that too polished realm. And we'll talk about Get Hurt was, in 2014. Handwritten was a good balance, but you know that was just where I was at.
0: Sure, sure. And I think like saying this, I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't bring down Get Hurt on hindsight. But I because because Get Hurt does have that little too much polish. And this is me being very nitpicky. I know it's like you just have to. You look for the 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 flaw
2: finally, yeah. the flaw that you finally see. Exactly. in Brian Fallon, and then you start picking at it. Yeah, it it's like you. Uh,
0: it's like you go to the store and there's like a brand new couch right in front of you. So you're like, this is a really nice couch. So you're like digging through <laughs> all of the, cu- of the of the of, of oh, the of the cushions. There. I and found you. a leaf in here, guys. Oh, <laughs> th- look what I found. Lint. <laughs> Lint. How dare this couch? <laughs> you know. So yeah, I, and I'm not gonna take. I, don't get me wrong, being at number 2 that's not a bad thing. It's not bad. It's not, not, not bad a bad, bad thing. All. Uh but um yeah, I I think for me personally I have to put it as number 2 because the most emotionally resonant album which isn't even an album for me a at number at, in 2012 was um Follow Your Bliss by Senses Fail. And even so, I put it at the top, the top of my EPs. Of the year Because EPs don't matter. I
2: understand. Best, it's okay.
0: The best EP of the year <laughs> it was is Follow Your Bliss. It very much is. It's better and than <laughs> hardest. Better than hardest? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this, The way in my head I, I see Follow Your Bliss is if, let's say you have someone you're really close to. You know they're not doing well. They're probably going to die really soon. And you've just kind of accepted that one day I'm going to wake up. This person's not going to be around anymore. Yes. And then you get a letter in the mail. It's titled Follow Your Bliss. Oh. And you read that letter and you realize this person's gonna be okay from now on. Oh. Forever. Maybe I can be okay too. You know? I, Maybe I, I can hope. learn to let go of the things that I've been holding inside of myself and and all this pent up resentment towards sometimes my wife, sometimes oh. my, my parents, so from sometimes my child. Not so much my child, but uh, from from ex friends, from friends who just decide that like they don't want to be your friend anymore because you gave constructive criticism on their new music with their new band. (laughs) Who knows? You know, sometimes you have resentments. Sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes you have resentments from people who hurt you in the past, but you choose to just keep it inside of you and let it hurt you more and more. But then you listen to an album, just twelve minutes of four songs, and you learn that it's okay to let that go because you need. You can't keep that inside of you because it's just going to keep hurting you and you're not leaving room in your life for new memories and new happiness to
2: come. Yes. Yeah. And we'll talk about getting hurt in two years.
0: Oh yeah. But anyway, (laughs) right now it's a good place to be. It's a good place (laughs) to be, baby. And at least in my life, follow your bliss is exactly what I needed in 2012. Even today in 2019, I listened to follow your your bliss because I I need those reaffirmations in my life that everything's going to be okay. Yes. Sometimes... Ghosts of the past come back to haunt you, and you get you get attacked with these memories, and you don't mean to, and you know, and sometimes they hurt you, and sometimes they you like just to. Lose, choose to let it go. But you know, you can learn to let them go sometimes, and that's okay.
2: It is more positive than handwritten. A lot more positive than handwritten. <laughs> Grand scheme of surprisingly
0: things. more positive than handwritten, <laughs> which is a strange thing to feel.
2: Okay, so I'm. I know that this is not going to ever change. I've accepted this. That's fine. Because when we redid our 2012 list...
0: I still put that there. In... My number one. 2017, I believe it was?
2: Something like that. Yeah. We've discussed it in more depth. Mm -hmm. Because back in 2012, you just said, this is my number one album, and it's pretty positive, and I like it. And that was to the extent.
0: Why would I talk about my feelings (laughs) internet strangers, Listen to old podcasts for a less in-depth version (laughs) of this description. (laughs) So... Uh, and also, I want to say, do you think I don't want to put handwritten on my number one? <laughs> do you think that's a choice that I make? That's a very to difficult choice off? to make. <laughs> do you think I do that to piss you
2: off? I don't. In 2017, or whenever we did that last, I thought maybe you were. But no. I think I was being too... Fu- I, I think I was I, trying to be funny. But I got it from your description at the time sure because i don't think you didn't go into much depth with it in 2012 why would
0: i talk about my feelings to internet strangers it was more
2: just like here's the album i like you guys <laughs> should listen to it sometime all right i guess we're done
0: recording yep off off <laughs> i got editing to do
2: so of course census fail is the best ep of the year <clears throat> of all right, time possibly right above the nothing you didn't deserve ep from
0: hardest mm. that's a good ep that's a good ep i like it i like that rhinestone song it's pretty dope do you think that ever make a good ep ever again like no, I don't know. Let's just take a random year like in 2019 or something. 2019, do we talk about that now or at the end of the year?
2: We can talk about the end of the year. <laughs> okay. The worst EP of the year? Chelsea Grin.
0: Oh, baby, of course. Evolve. Of course. <laughs> does this does this
2: band's music ever evolve? Fuck no. There I there's one track on there I can listen to. Oh, uh-huh. but that's it. It's pretty bad. Keep
0: listen to it on mute.
2: No. Is Oddly it, enough. you just
0: choose the shortest song and put it on mute? <laughs> and like, okay. It, there's favorite.
2: one that has a good guitar rhythm. Like, like Okay. Like that. It's like track three or something. Okay. Out of five. But don't listen to it because it's not worth it. <laughs> best songs? Sure. Okay. You so struggled
0: with best songs? I struggled with best songs and I, and I honestly could only come up with seven. Wow. But I have a rule. How is that possible? I have... Oh, that's right. Because you only I have... I have a rule. <laughs> I have one song per album. You Otherwise, it's just... It just more. be four senses fail songs, in the rest would be cast yes, You can work.
2: break your rule. I'm not things. allowed to.
0: They won't let me. <laughs> Who?
2: The podcast ghosts. You <laughs> the, know, them. Echo Chamber believes in your list. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know the podcast ghosts. They haunt you too, right? <laughs> <laughs> but they tell me it's okay to do this. So I'm. Not Why sure do they tell works. you it's okay, but not me? <laughs> I don't know, Mike. It's Favoritism, just... <laughs> man.
2: <laughs> so my my uh, runners up. Yeah. Outside of my top 12, I just mentioned it. Rhinestone by Hardest. That is one of my best songs of the year. It's got to be. Hidden Lakes from The Word Alive Okay. on Life Cycles. Nice. Probably my favorite song. That is a good from song. That good song. And Feather of Lead by Architects mm-hmm. from From Daybreaker. I would sing it for you, but I don't know what the hell he's saying.
1: Blah, so. <laughs> blah, 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 blah.
2: Something like that. It's a good song. I there recommend you it. Um, number 12. Mulholland Drive good one the Gaslight Anthem good one mm. I always like the song will start and I'll be like oh this will just be another random pretty good Gaslight Anthem song and by mm. the end of
0: it you're like oh god what was I thinking
2: <laughs> <laughs> number 11 can I fast forward
0: yes that's my number one song your number one song that's
2: is my Mulholland Drive number one song yeah I would have I, I would have been okay with putting that off but that's okay that's fine <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly Mexican Guitars by the Menzingers yeah my number eleven song. I would have thought that would have been higher. <laughs> <Your> number two, <laughs> my number two. My number two. Damn, awesome, good song. Yeah. But you know what's better than that? Oh, what is it? Blue Dahlia by okay. the Gaslight Anthem. Yeah, very the cl- good. The technically closing track, I believe. Yes.
0: Cause before the bonus tracks.
2: Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think because national anthem is track eleven. Mm-hmm. So, um, but still number still awesome song. Where'd you get them scars? How low is your heart?
0: Also do Ooh. we also do we need uh more gaslight n- anthem n- on no, your list? Do yes? we need <laughs> Nirvana covers? My answer Delete is Delete
2: them from your iPod <laughs> and let them I haven't listened to those tracks in seven years now.
0: Grandma Take Me Home. I know. I don't care if Brian Fallon is singing it. it's a bad song.
2: Delete it. You'll be much happier when the when the album ends on uh,
0: Blue Dolly. Grandma Take Me Home. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma Take Me
1: Home. Um, probably
0: the dark horse of my entire list. Okay.
2: A Clown and His Pipe. Oh, from a very not good album. Okay. By Hands Like Houses.
0: Oh. interesting. Yeah, from the album Ground Dweller. I completely forgot about that album. That's on that's that's on um Daniel's list. Daniel's list. Daniel's list. I, I think his it's on worst. its worst, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's close to my worst as well, but I really like this
2: Clown and His Pipe song. <laughs> it's okay. the only standout track on that album, I think. Interesting. Um I would sing it for you but I don't want to. That's fine. I want the viewer to listen to it. You can just say that you have a sore throat like I do. <laughs> My number eight song, Go Radio with I Won't Lie. Aw. The opening track on that album that was called um, Close the Distance. <laughs> yeah. This was kind of their swan song album. I don't think they ever reached anything to this level before. But that was the opening track, and it sounded like a Peter Cetera song from the 80s. And Aww. I loved it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, R.I.P. Bond.
0: R.I.P. Bond.
2: So fucking good. Yeah. That was probably... The Amity yeah. Affliction, by the way. Yeah. Right, sorry. Um that that song always hooks me in with that album just when i would always think like oh i don't like this album very much like mm-hmm. then r.i.p bond would hit yes and then Rem- the rest of the album would flow and i'd be like yes like we said okay. for an
0: album that's a little too clean and a little too polished and has a, has a little bit of that roadrunner stank in it mm-hmm. r.i.p bond is one of the songs that reminds you this is the amity affliction we're talking about only heard them do it live
2: once at my birthday show in 2015 that's right. They did do mm-hmm. that. And I loved it.
0: I was squeezed to from death. From now on, they somebody. only play stuff from uh, Let the Ocean Take Me and, 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 beyond. and Beyond. Number six, The Menzingers with
2: Gates. That's a beautiful song. Fucking hell. Man. Like, like that was right there. I change there. my answer?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't... I, I put it above Mexican guitars ever so slightly. Okay. But, um, yeah, I just, like, I love... I love the way that song just kind of unfolds, and the message is so positive And he's just he's just walking up to a girl's apartment complex, mm-hmm. and that's all it's about. <laughs> and it seems like it's so much more than that. Yeah, when you listen to it, but no, it's it's just a great song right there. Biloxi Parish. Ah, yes, of oh, course. Oh my god, the, the uh, from the Gaslight Anthem. Yeah,
1: that is um,
0: not the. Yeah, that's not that closing track. I
2: always forget what track it is. It's like Should we look it up? Six or
0: seven. Who else would say that
2: about you, baby? Who else would say that about you now? How can you go wrong with that song, Mike? That song is beautiful. Can I
1: change my answer?
0: (laughs) Every song on the Gaslight Anthem handwritten is my favorite. In its own way. Yeah. That's track eight. Track eight. Yeah.
2: It's just like you're you're already bombarded by seven incredible songs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, boom, bam, boom, boom, boom. Great bow, riff too, bow, dude. Bow, bow, bow. Oh yeah. I, I, I would imagine that's a Brian riff instead of the Alex Rosamilia riff.
0: Yes. We, we, we've heard what Alex Rosamilia can do without the influence of Brian Fallon. And we're not going to talk about that. We don't need to talk about until that. Until the end of the year. <laughs> we're not going to be bringing it up. We'll probably we're put gonna... it on a certain <laughs> list. So
2: I like that riff a lot.
0: There's other Alex led tracks, I believe on the gas side of things, but with Brian's influence,
2: I'm sure. Pabst brew blue ribbon on ice. Mm. My number four track. My, my, my favorite ice show. It's got some electronic
0: elements. They never
2: did that. No, they don't ever do electronics. Yeah.
0: I mean, it is keyboard, but still it's electronics. (laughs) (laughs) That's a band that has never done electronics and will, will never do electronics. I'm
2: trying to think of the, the chorus off the top of my head. Um, Yeah, it's gone. That's my number four. Oh, yeah, I love it. That's fine. <laughs> um, number three, we already talked about. It all comes out by in fear and faith.
0: Ah, uh, man! Well, wow. I love that piano. I'm surprised it's that
2: high too. Like uh, uh, that's the track where you're just like, holy shit! Like this this album's gonna be great. It yeah. is great. It's like track six, I think, on the album. Yeah, it's like right in the middle. And it, 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 shortly thereafter is the piano track. I forget it, how many it's tracks. Probably, later.
0: I think it's right after this song.
2: And it just kind of flows very yeah. well. Number two. The Amity Affliction with Bondi Street what, Blues. left, Bondi Street yeah. Blues. Street, Street, or it's, it's Street. Okay, because there's a Bondi Street in Australia that I I need to find if I okay. ever go to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Take me with you. I need um, to be in that selfie. <laughs> so yeah, that's like probably one of their best songs. That is if their I had best. if I had that's to pick Amity like Affliction's best top songs. five best songs yeah. that they've ever written. Um, I can put that above, like, Fruity Lexia from Severed Ties, which mm-hmm. is my favorite track there, and Anchors. And probably, I don't know, I think I could put that above anything on Let the Ocean Take Me, to some degree. Oh, man. Like, I'd, I'd put it, like, hand. right up there with, like, Death's Hand. Death's Hand, yeah. yeah. This would be, like, top two of those two. Oh, I yeah. I don't know. We'll break that down another, another decade. Another list. <laughs> Number one, Gaslight Anthem. With? With? I've already mentioned it three times today. Do you know what it is? Is it keepsake? It is keepsake. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, the saddest song. He's talking about putting a dead body in the river. Yes. Well, kind of, <laughs> in a metaphorical
0: sense. Yeah.
2: Um. And oh God, I can't and even. It, and I can't it, that even song do it. probably
0: hit you at just the right time too.
2: You know? It hit me while I stood there in the airport of the uh, Dallas Fort Worth mm-hmm. disgusting aer- airport that it is, and I was just like, oh God, there were children involved. Mm-hmm. They were brothers to me. Oh. <gasps> Even if we never got to meet. Oh, oh. If you want to be destroyed,
0: there's your number one fucking song, America.
2: Stop it, it,
0: Brian Fallon. Enjoy it, you dick. <sighs> trying to make us cry all the time. Uh, so, my number one, number two. You, 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 already, you already talked about that. Yes. <laughs> I guess so we so just. got Mulholland Drive? Yeah, Can Mulholland Can say Drive. why?
2: That, would, that was your number one? I t- Dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do we it's, even need to, to know, I guess? It's just a, per- it's just such a good song, especially with how bombastic forty-five and handwritten are. Yes. We slow it down just a little bit for yes. Mulholland Drive, and it's just the, the
2: uh, through the mist of
1: Mulholland. The st-
0: the, 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 the the picturesque story, it's, it's, it's just Brian's storytelling at its finest, you know. You and know. it's just it's a song that I always think of when I think of uh, when I think of uh, handwritten. Besides handwritten. Who's gonna wipe your tears away?
2: Yeah, and who? bring back your dignity. Baby. Who, who, uh, Brian? Uh, Tell me the an we'll, answer. We'll never know. He's yeah. right there next to you in the car. I know. And all he's, all he's <laughs> doing is driving you around because that's all he wants from you is to be able to drive you around.
0: And Spanish guitar too. It's just, it's just a beautiful song. That Mexican guitars. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mexican, yeah. G- oh. Mexican guitars. It's just a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. That the singers is it, again. They just, they just get better and better with each release and. You know, maybe they'll get better again. Really We're not soon. even playing
2: the songs, but that's okay. Yeah, we all know them in our heads. We do. <laughs> go, go back and listen to these songs. I, I really highly, highly recommend it. Echo, so I guess we'll just echo go, chamber of Menzingers and Gaslight. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we'll just go a little bit in reverse order. Okay, uh, number, number, three, oh, number three, uh, System Plus Meltdown, mm. track one and track two off of uh, uh, Flash Flood of flashlight. Color. Yes. Uh, those are technically one song, so I put them together. Um, beautiful message. Beautiful beautifully written and uh, especially in the in the in the in the political climate of 2012 oh, 2011 2011 that's true yeah in the in the political climate of of, of 2012 it's and uh, pre-Brexit pre-Brexit yeah <laughs> uh, it, it, and, and so it's a it's a it's a message today that even is, is is still important and is still resonant for, for for today and how divided everybody are and how we still kind of hold true to these tribalistic truths it's of true. like the, oh you're from this country you suck the internet you did w- not help to bridge any of those. the internet was a mistake I <laughs> it kind of was you know? <laughs> sure we've made some friends but to what cost <laughs> number four uh, war paint. Senses uh, fail. It's just, it's just, yes. it's become one of my life's anthems now, I think. What was your story earlier about him singing that at Warped Tour? War? So, this song is dedicated <laughs> to all you motherfuckers out there who keep trying to, like, hold, take, hold people down. Yes. I still got passion! <laughs> I still got guts! But I don't like to
1: give a fuck! <laughs>
2: That's not what it's about. <laughs> was buddy? that the one where you leaned to me and said, "This one's positive, Adam"? I told <laughs> yeah. you,
0: Census Fail can write positive songs. Yes, I did tell you that. I yeah. I, I knew the EP at the time and yeah. well. I'd already heard it, but it was so. fresh in our minds. <laughs> but uh, Warpaint's become kind of like a, an anthem in my own life too. Yes. Uh, especially that bridge uh, right right at the end of, that, that repeats itself three times. It's a beautiful song. Uh, it's, it's 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 beautiful. It's beautiful, even when it's trying to. Be aggressively punk yes. to you too. So it kind of it kind of hides its positivity, That's which I'm trying to get
2: across to the people
0: who don't like gay people. Exactly. Number five, Princeton Avenue by Issues. Mm. It's one of the Whoa. most unique and fun songs, while still having a message about. By the way, did you know Domestic Peace is bad? I've heard you something pr- about probably it. Probably not abuse your wife and
2: daughter. I've also heard how it benefits men greatly. Oh yeah, yeah, um, absolutely to get what they want, mm-hmm.
0: which is what the song is about. <laughs> actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number <laughs> three, four, five, six, Bondi Saint Blues, oh. Bondy Street Blues. I guess yes, uh, by uh, Amity Affliction. Perfect song to end such a amazingly well written, fun album. Yes, it just hits you like just even though the album's over, that song makes you want more. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that The that, that, that delay in the guitar, it's so good, dude. Uh, and a number seven. Again, I only had seven yeah. of um, Little Talks. Little by, Talks yeah, by, by, uh, by Monsters of Monsters and Men. Men. Just a fun love song, Diddy. It, it's stuck in your head. If you need to hear it, go to your target real quick mm-hmm. and they'll go. Be to players. your local Forever Twenty One. Mm-hmm. They play it every twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a I, dude it, like from I, I don't get tired of that song, even, you know, seven years out. It's, it's a wonderfully good. written song and I love it's I love that it's it's not quite a love song and like it's a I love you always forever, near and far, we'll stick together. It's a <laughs> anyway, it's a love song in I that like with
2: you everything I do before you <laughs> they and far,
0: everywhere, and everything. It's a um, really creepy song. When it's a very, <laughs> very creepy. <song. laughs> look, look, look in your bushes before you guys go to bed. I know. It's like there might the, be somebody the, there. You know, I'll be watching you from the police.
1: <laughs> yeah, the continuation of that. But,
0: um, <laughs> it, it, but it's a love song in that if you're ever scared, I'm going to be there to help to help you not be scared anymore. If you're ever lost, I'm going to help you find your way. Yes. It's not, it's, it, it's not so blunt with its love message. It's a, it's a great... And, and, and we all love ocean metaphors. This song has lots of ocean metaphors. Ocean metaphors? Yeah. Do we know of any? I don't know of any band that has ever no, done ocean metaphors. There's not that many out there. So <laughs> Only Icelandic bands in one song. Right. Is there anything about the ocean we should be fearful of? Um, something about Pittsburgh is coming to mind, but I've never been there, so I don't think so. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm just
2: going let it just be its own flat blue thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man...
0: We, 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 we talked a it. bunch this episode. We talked for minutes on pond. Minutes, minutes on end, baby. <sighs> and now I can finally stand up. Are, you, are, are you your legs like noodles now?
2: Man, I'm not as spry as I once was in 2012.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for checking out this week's episode. We love, uh, we, we love your feedback. We love uh, you guys sending us your lists and your recommendations, so keep doing that. Keep uh, 2013 is coming up sometime soon. Right around the corner. Today, we're going to go watch some baseball. and we'll, we'll see how the Cubs do this evening yeah. against the
2: number one rated Dodgers. It's hey, here's here's the, the source of my life from 2012. We, who were, came talking, into my life. we were talking about you would earlier. You like, would you like to say anything, small child?
0: She's shaking her head now.
2: She's saying as much now as she and did And like in we say
0: in every week's episode, shake your head.